This is Whammy Giveaway, host of the podcast series Whammy Radio, the only podcast in the World Wide Web with the balls to break down the walls. And I'm joined with my boys TPJ and Pabby on the Hoops and Brews show. Yo, what's good? We're back. It's Hoops and Brews. Um, it's your boy TPJ. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Real TPJ. That's R E L T P J. It's a film joke. If you don't get it, you dummy. We're back. We're live. And if you're watching us on video, you can see us. We have a special guest today, so I'll actually let our guest introduce himself first, and then we'll let Pavy go ahead and get his plug in. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I am Coach Nick of uh, B-Ball Breakdown, and I, I'm the man that does all the videos uh, that break down what's going on on the court from a coach's perspective. That's good. So, how long have you been doing that officially? Like, on terms of the breakdown, I mean, obviously your channel has like been huge for forever, and we've been watching it. But like, in terms of how long you've actually been like uploading footage on the internet whether it be ball breakdown or like or just in general well i think the first one i ever did was like may of 2010 oh my wow. goodness so but i didn't know oh what i was goodness. doing for oh my goodness uh, you know the first i don't know the first while and then i was also coaching at the same time mm-hmm. running a high school program yeah. so i kind of didn't have time to do it full-time like i wanted to mm-hmm. so uh but the day i stopped coaching was the day that b-ball breakdown started to blow up really mm-hmm. and then uh, and that was like 2013. Wow. So, you know, so we're talking around, you know, that's a solid five years. But I did have some time before that where I was sort of, you know, kind of balancing some stuff oh, out. Oh, yeah, no, that's great. I what was, was like, the first oh, video you did, yeah. if you remember? Oh, man. Like, who was it I going? mean, you know what? It's so embarrassing. I don't want anyone to go watch it because, like, the suggestions I got were like, oh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. <laughs> so, like, the background is like my, my office was messy and, like, maybe my kids' feet were in the background. Who knows what was yeah. going on? Um, it was probably, like... Uh, yelling at Jason Richardson for the way he well, that plays. That is hilarious. That yeah. is extremely funny. You know who Jason Richardson is? Where are you watching? Yeah, we basically have an ongoing like running <laughs> joke about like people on NBA Twitter who not don't know of, like people, not knowing who like certain role players are of the past, but like. But it's like you yeah. should know them if you've yeah. been watching basketball. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. Just even though, like as a youth, you should know who Jason Richardson is. Yeah. You should know and who Desmond Mason. You should know who Robert Ory is. You know what I mean? Like those guys. Yeah. Right. Here. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So is it that or maybe like ripping on? Kobe for not running the triangle, something like that. I don't know. It was, yeah, those you sound are the, like the homie right yeah, now. You sound like our friend. <laughs> yeah. Our right. friend hated. He hated Kobe. One of our friends from LA, and he like hates Kobe because he was like, "Yo, I'm so tired of like possessions being for Kobe to repost the entire possession." Yeah, you know, I'm a triangle offense coach, so I oh kind my god, of, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, so I, and Tex Winter was a mentor of mine. Uh, rest in peace. Yes, yeah, 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 and also uh, rest in peace, yeah. Paul Allen. As we won't well. we won't pour, but we'll just yeah. this. Thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Shout out Tex. But, um, yeah, so, so you know, and Kobe re- had always had this hate relationship, I won't even say love, with the triangle, and it just frustrated me. But I came around, by the end there, he became human, you know, at the yeah. end of his career. Likewise. And yeah. so something turned me where I was, I mean, listen, I was cheering as loud as anybody uh, that last night he got those. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I hated Kobe. Everybody was. I was anti-Kobe yeah. and Shaq. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I, ne- I, I was never a fan of uh, at first, I didn't like Shaq, and then I then I started to like Shaq once he left the Lakers. I didn't like Shaq on the Lakers. I like Shaq everywhere else except on the Lakers. Yeah, I just never liked the Lakers growing up. Yeah, me either. Like and I was always anti-Lakers. I'm a Bulls. I mean, I'm from Chicago, so that's like that's what it's right. about. Like we're the Bulls. We don't like the Lakers. That's weird because I grew up in Chicago too, and we hated the Celtics. Like Larry I, I, hate the, I, I hate the Celtics. I hate, I hate, yeah. I hate the Celtics. Too. Dad, yeah. I hate the Celtics. Has. I hate the Lakers. I hate the Cavaliers. Wow. I hate the Pistons. I hate LeBron James. I hate the Heat. I don't yeah. like any of them. My, well, you didn't get Magic, so I had Magic when uh, I was growing up. So uh, that's what I couldn't you, imagine. I think you would have loved the Lakers yeah. if that yeah. was, you know, when you yeah. were ten. Yeah. My dad know. had like ingrained hating me for the Celtics because I mean he hated like this like Boston. He hated the Boston Celtics. He didn't. He was not rocking with the Larry Bird Celtics, so he ingrained 
they hated me for the Celtics. But then when KG went there, I was like, damn, I really want KG to get one. I really <laughs> well, want KG to get one. And then I kind of let up a little bit just because I wanted KG to get one. Then when KG got one, the hate was back. And then when Kyrie, like Kyrie is one of my favorite players ever. So when he got traded, like of all places, Boston, Boston. He was so hurt. I was legit hurt. Like Boston, mm-hmm. you could have went any, like you, you, like you couldn't get traded to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I would have stayed up late and watched Kyrie so damn much. But Boston, <laughs> of all places, just Boston, it's, it's just not the same. I do not rock with the Celtics. Well, and the Warriors, right. that Celtics, and Celtics, Warriors. I, I do not like the Warriors either. Here, well, the, the funny thing about that is that they're the two teams that really play from a coaching standpoint, the like the best basketball, yeah. right? Yeah. Overall, even yeah. though the Warriors are so talented, at least. They move the ball. They play yeah. incredible defense. They communicate. They're great teammates. Like all those things are so good. Yeah. It's like you know we've seen super teams before that are all ISO yeah. and they don't want to yeah. get along. Whatever all that stuff. So this is at least something that we really enjoy. But it's okay. KD won't be there next year. You'll be able to. You know, Everybody keeps saying that. Look, Kevin Durant. I'm saying this to Kevin Durant right now. If you leave the Warriors. I, that asterisk that everybody keeps talking about is is real. It exists because you literally just came there to just grab some free rings and, and ride Steph's wave, <laughs> and then you're gonna dip off into the sunset and go lose in the East. That's that's weak. But see, that's super weak. But see, that's super weak. Because even I don't even know what what other team could he go to. The Knicks. It would make sense. I don't know. Why? Where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know. I think he should just stay. Like I ride it out. You made the move. Stay. Personally, I would I would like to see him stay because I think that I mean you have a chance to, I mean I mean obviously at, at this point they're already one of the greatest teams ever. You have a chance to possibly continue this. Now again, I get if you want to go to New York, it makes perfect sense. Uh, basketball is always better when the Knicks are good. Also, KD goes to New York. You're probably instantly top two player in that franchise's history. The second you step on the court, you got a chance to pass up Pat Pat in within three years. Because of the fact that if he goes there, they're going to be terrible this year. Going to have KP coming back. You already got Kevin Knox. You're probably going to have like a top five pick, KD, KP, put some people around there. And it's New York. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I think I think he is frustrated because, A, he got, you know, reamed for going there. And he, I think he knows now that he'll never get the exact props he wants while Steph Curry's on his team. Yeah. So he kind of probably feels like, I, you know, I finally want to do something without that. But that's why it was interesting that Kyrie, he re-upped in Boston, right? Yeah. He signed the decision. Because yeah. that was going to be him, Kyrie, and, like, Jimmy Butler going to New York, which is another kind of super yeah. team. So does he get the props there? So I don't know. Without Kyrie there, maybe he still wants to go there because it's like, here's my chance to really, you know, his last chance. Because he's going to be... 30? What is he? He's 30. Oh, he's I think he's 30 now. He'll be 31, 32. Is he really already that old? He's crazy. Yeah. Him and wow. Steph, 30 years old already. It's okay. crazy. I remember when Steph was in college shooting at Georgetown. I remember knowing about who Steph was because of College Hoops 2K7, the one with Greg Oden on the um, cover. Yeah. And I remember he was rated like 85. Yeah, KD's 30. He so I remember 30 on September 29th. Yeah. So I remember looking for Steph oh, like. Oh, Libra. Like on like ESPN, like yo, who is Steph Curry? Who is Steph Curry? And then the tournament came, like we find out more. But yeah, yeah, I think he's got. I think he has like one more contract run of like max output, and then it'll probably start to dwindle off a little who? bit. KD, like he'll always yeah. be a great and effective yeah, 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 like a yeah, dirt because he's just so skilled. But I think like I understand it from his perspective. Okay, my last contract run, kind of like Brown with the Lakers, yeah. like my last real run. I'm gonna go to another franchise and try to like you know remake my legacy there or whatever. But yeah. I, I, I would much prefer he just, if you stay, you made the decision, you kind of took the entire NBA and flipped it on his head. You got to kind of live with that now. Don't, don't, don't cower away from it. If like, I, I, even like with LeBron, LeBron, not five, not six, not seven, all of that. He, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they have the potential to do that. I don't include Draymond in that conversation. Cause I, five, I don't, rings, but do, you, okay. do you think they'll pay Draymond? 
Uh, not necessarily because they have um, Bell okay. and they're grooming him to take over. So uh, I would hope that they would come to an agreement where it's not like Max. If he doesn't really, production-wise, doesn't merit Max, even though he, I argue that Draymond could be the best defender of all time. I think I want to um, hear this argument. Yes, please. What is this argument? Yeah, come at me. Maybe talk you know, about forget me uh, even introducing myself. Y'all know who I am. Pavers Volume One out right now. Go get that at Pavers on Twitter. The floor is yours. Thank you. Well, listen, uh, I get a lot of crap on Twitter for that. Can we swear? Are we, yeah, we, say yeah, whatever the fuck you want. All good? right, so good. Um, and here's the thing. We got like who? We, who do we have in that conversation? You got Rodman, Rodman, Pippen, Wallace, Ben Wallace. Yeah, and you know, and maybe like Bill Russell, right? You know, and by the way, we have to judge all these people in their own GP era. as well, GP, GP. Uh, Gary Payton, GP, okay, fair GP. enough. So, Kawhi is in there, I think. Yeah, Kawhi. All right, so we got about six or six or seven guys, right? Now, here's the thing. Uh, Dennis Rodman, for instance, and even Ben Wallace. They, ben Wallace was never required to guard him in the perimeter, right? They didn't mm-hmm. switch it and do that kind of stuff. So we never really saw if he could do that, so it's not really fair to say he couldn't do it. Um, Pippen, uh, as a Bulls fan, in my opinion, was the greatest perimeter defender I've ever seen. He could he, when we talk about lockdown. I don't see lockdown yeah. anymore because this is so good now. No one's a lockdown defender. Yeah, you you're, can't. Yeah, you're you going can't, to get embarrassed yeah. a couple you times a game. Yeah, you just look yeah, at PG and KD from game one. Like, yeah. they were just battling. They were literally one on one on each other. They were just going insane. Right, well, so, at least PG in the second half. That's why people like old school coaches like there's no pride out there. Or whatever. It's like you, you can't just shrug it off. You're going to get embarrassed, embarrassed and then come right. Like maybe you get a steal. Do you next see time. what Kyrie is doing? Like you're yeah. not gonna like for 48 minutes. No, he's right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of good because you want to play through stuff, right? Yeah. So play through getting beat and then get the next one, and then over the long run, eventually, hopefully, you'll you'll end up being better than you were or worse. Mm-hmm. So okay, so that's the thing. But what Draymond does that I haven't seen anybody else do is the rotation and the quarterbacking of the defense. And so when we saying. see guys so like, like a middle linebacker out there, like 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 what a Ray Lewis would do, or like a Brian Orlando would do, like they yeah. exactly. And I'm gonna get him on an interview. Well, he I know him a little bit. I try to get him on there. Eventually, I'm gonna get him to talk. He doesn't to do a lot of one on ones, but I'm gonna find out where the genesis of that is because a lot of times that that talent on defense is like not necessarily taught. Sometimes it's just like he he is good at that mm-hmm. for the, his mindset, the way whatever it is, mm-hmm. and other guys aren't. Um, but I want to find out what it was and how he learned this because when you watch, I did a video recently about the new way they're defending the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. So the, right off the bat, it's switch everything, okay. and then on on the uh, mismatch, if it's like a, a little guard guarding a big guy, they bump him out or they scram him out, right? Well, yeah. well, that, Draymond, that's what he mm-hmm. does so well. He's on top of it like before it happens, mm-hmm. and um, so you see that a lot, and you just see him constantly rearranging it to avoid the mismatch. We saw it last night, and there was an amazing possession I saw that was. Just like he he had four guys switching whatever and, and got everything and they missed the shot he got the rebound it was great so um, his help defense his his block shots on the from the weak side all that stuff is just so impressive to me and plus he can def- defend guards he can yeah. get out there and he can move actually long arms. we were having this argument last night I'm so fucking glad he's here this motherfucker right here was telling me last night I told him we were talking about like like people guarding Mike because his big thing is he. Yeah, he disrespects Mike because he says that everybody that used to guard Mike was six four and under, right? So I was so we, we were having a conversation about Draymond Green, and I told him that Draymond Green would be able to step out on the perimeter and guard Mike better than yeah. John Starks, and he you said no, no, listen, no, listen, 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 Come, listen. don't lie, don't you, lie no, now, no, no, don't listen, lie. no, listen, listen. We were having an argument, and you said that they would beat them because you just throw Draymond Green on Mike, on, on Mike, and I said no. I didn't say not. throw Draymond Green. You I said, said if he gets Draymond switched Green on, on the Draymond Green, Draymond Green will be able to guard Mike. And yeah. 
said that Mike would still get buckets. I said that, and then and then I said you telling me Draymond not gonna do a better job than John Starks. I mean, and you said I don't know, and I said what the fuck? Because he would still get thirty to forty. I think that Mike is quicker. And I don't know if Draymond like I I don't know to me I don't know if Draymond is the 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 the, the I I think I can think of better perimeter defenders than what Draymond is. Perimeter defenders. I don't know if he can step out on the guard and guard him for the entire game. Now again, when you because again when you like switching out, you're not going to be on there for that long. And also again, you don't play defense by yourself. Even just look at the team he's on. Like when he had Bogut behind him, Bogut is very very underrated. Very underrated. He wasn't number one pick. He could he, he could block shots. Again, you can shade people to one side. If you don't, you got KD behind you. KD is also seven feet. I don't think KD is the greatest perimeter defender. But when you come to the paint, the man is seven feet with very long arms. Also, you have Clay. What does that have to do with John? What does that have to do with you saying Draymond Green would would, would fare worse than John Starks I mean, against Michael okay, Jordan? Okay, you were okay, fucking okay, ridiculous. Okay, yes, like, stop yes, that. Okay, yes, like, I'm yes. glad he's here. Okay, stop yes, it. Okay, yes, stop that it. Was that, was that, was that, was that was fucking ridiculous. That was goddamn ridiculous. Yes. When you were saying it, I'm but like, what point, are you talking about? Obviously, yes. What are you talking about? Draymond's a great defender. You can continue as to why. The point of what I was saying was I don't think that Draymond would be able to stop Mike. No. I didn't. I, of course, he's not gonna be. Able to, who could stop Mike? I mean, that's how you were saying it. No, that had, no, that's that wasn't. You, it. you, you said that the '96 Bulls would, would beat the, the would beat the Warriors, yeah. and I said no, they wouldn't. I believe they would. I don't think that they would. Well, you know, I, I asked Steve Kerr this. Um, I did an interview last mm-hmm. week, two weeks ago. Yeah, he wouldn't commit to which one because obviously he played on one team and mm-hmm. coached the other. But I answered it for him. I, I think the Bulls might win that one. Really? Yeah, I but, think they would win but, that but, one. but it would be, you know, listen, it, it would be an amazing series. You know, so I would love to see that. how many games? Oh, it's, uh, I mean, that would probably have to, it would go seven. Okay. The one thing know? that's underrated about the Bulls was that they played small a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, they, Tony they, Kukoc was yeah, a small Kukoc ball Yeah, Kukoc was a small ball yeah. four. Pretty much, they could pretty much switch everything. And even if you look at the length on the court, everybody's 6'6 six, six and up. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. Like, like, Har- like Harper, Pippen, Mike doing this, covering up half of the court. Mm-hmm. And you got Dennis out there. Like, 96 Dennis isn't 98 Dennis. Right. No, you wanted 96 tennis. Yeah, like now, 97, 98 in this eye, obviously. But 96 right. then is, again, um, I remember watching the video. It was by um, Basketball Examiner, like the 96 um, finals. And why Dennis Rodman actually should have won an MVP because he was just everywhere. Shutting yeah. down everybody, frustrating everybody. Well, that that was the key. I was there. I, I mean, he had tickets, so I went and I I had never seen like he had Sean Kemp muttering to himself and like literally just so out of his yeah. game. He didn't know what was happening, and it was funny. Like it, he's the guy who thank God he's on your team because you yeah. never want to play against like the Draymond. Rodman. Yeah, and Draymond is very similar to that way for sure. Uh, but we, and then by by virtue of the way the game and the way the rules are, those other players never got a chance to show what they could do like what like Draymond does. Draymond can be off the ball and he could shade a lot more on the on the strong side than and the, the other players could because there's illegal defense rules. So it's a little bit unfair. So but but we got to deal. We got to deal with. And I I just haven't seen a guy like this since Draymond's gotten there who can cover the court like that and just control the defense all the way through. He is like the Michael Jordan, in my mind, on the defensive end without ever scoring a point. And so um, I do want to make a point of saying that John Starks, there was nobody I hated more than John Starks growing up then because that was the Bulls, Knicks, ruined uh, countless Mother's Days. So we, we, you know, they always had this game on Sunday, and they'd be so intense. And me and my dad would be like screaming at our family after that for the dinner, right? But um, but John Starks was really good, and nobody in Chicago really ever good. gave him credit. He's really, really good. You know, Starks is really good. Yeah, really I'm good. not saying he was bad. Really but tough. He could score. He was a decent on, shooter. Right. And Mike is like 6'4 and a half, right? Starks is like 6'2", and exactly. they both listed at 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. That was the joke, yeah, right? Yeah, But, yeah. Um, you know, he did what he could, but, um, but you know, I just want to make sure people know they should go back if they can and find some Starks highlights yeah. because... 
Like, who was he like? Well, he was like kind of like Clay, like right. He could shoot threes. He could put the ball on the ground. He's a smaller, yeah, a little like um, a, a yeah. CJ body, but much yeah. smaller version. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, not he's like Clay. I mean, who was he like? He's someone like that. It was really good. And I know what really you mean tough. in terms of his role. His role yeah. on the team. I understand. Yeah. You know, when he got open, he let it go. Like everybody in Chicago Stadium was like, they just turned. They didn't want to look because he was going to go in. Same with like a guy like Isaiah Thomas, by the way. Uh, I get into arguments on Twitter with with idiots. Little Zeke about, or Big Zeke? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I guess we'll call him Big Zeke. Okay, I call Zeke. Him little, I, I'm does, sorry. I call IT Little Zeke. I'm sorry. Does he, no, no, they're not related at all. I just call him Little Zeke. Right. Well, you know why he's called Isaiah Thomas. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I know why because so, of the yeah, bet, yeah, but still, yeah, I, I just call him. Either way. But uh, no, the original Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, he was a great shooter. He didn't shoot threes because no one did. And when he did, it was at the end of quarters, just throwing it up from half court. So all these idiots will go on Twitter saying, look, he shot 20. Yeah, yeah, right. He's not a good shooter. I can tell you right now, there was a groan across the entire Chicago Stadium whenever he got open for a jump shot because we knew it was, it was money every time he shot it, right? He, it was usually from 20. So he was a great shooter and just didn't shoot threes and wasn't part of the thing. So you know, anybody out there who might doubt that, you know, Isaiah, the original Isaiah wasn't. That's also the one thing I hate that people always assume people in the '80s couldn't shoot. It's like, no, that's just not what the NBA was back then. Like, 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 yeah, like. This motion has been around for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, this hasn't been around, right? All that's what they do now. Okay, great. Jerry West couldn't do all that stuff. Maybe given, you know, he came into this yeah. whatever. I'm, 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 but this I'm not never, a fan yeah. of Jerry West at all, so I'm uh, sorry. Well, I'm, but I'm, yeah. but he could shoot the lights out, and he this motion has been, you know, they, they able to especially catch and shoot has been around yeah. all the time. So those guys, it, that, they would be able to do it now. Yeah. It'd be the same. Again, like I think Michael Jordan is a is a is a much better shooter than what people give him credit for. And again, I don't think he clay. Thompson out there, but it's not like you just gonna leave Mike open. It's like, oh, no. he shot twenty eight percent. Yeah, but he was taking one three a night. Right. So some games you might not even take any. So if you miss one, that weighs much heavier mm -hmm. on your percentage. Does he have the record for most threes in a finals game still? Or did no, I, I think a step broke it. Who? No, Steph did. Okay, Mike yeah. had six in that did game. Danny Green. Break Danny Green oh, broke yeah. it, and, and then, then, then I think no, record? I think Ray Allen broke it. Then Danny Green broke it, and then Steph recently okay. broke it when he had to. What do you have? Nine. That's this year. I think he, I don't yeah, know, I can't remember. Nine, I think it was nine. Like nine. So anyway, but yeah, we, I mean, listen, Mike has enough on his resume to show that he, yeah. you know, his yeah. shot was beautiful. Um, it was a bit of a two motion shot, so I don't know how easy that would be. Like Kobe mm -hmm. could never get that consistent with it because it's over his head here. Mm -hmm. And um, and then what we what I heard was that Kobe tried to go to a more of a one motion shot like Steph tries mm -hmm. to do, where it's kind of like from here and out. Mm -hmm. And uh, that the last season he played, he played. 18 yeah. seasons one way, and then in the 19 <laughs> seasons, he decides to do it. You want to go check his three-point percentage that year, right? It and terrible. it was high value. Oh, it was, it was high? No, it was low. Oh, it was like okay. high volume. He was taking like yeah. six, seven, eight a game. And because he was, then he you know, couldn't get to the rim no more. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was like the idea that anyone would say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's completely rebuild your shot in the last year of your long yeah. career. I mean, but it also may be because he tore his rotator cuff. Like, I don't know how strong his shoulder was that year to get it up. Like, we don't maybe, know. Maybe. maybe. We don't know. Maybe. I mean, to me, even me, I had a, like an ugly push shot motion. So I've been like reforming my jump shot for the past year. And it's yeah. just been tough trying to like rework the mechanics. Oh, you just reminded me. I have a pod I just did with Mario Ellie. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. I do remember Mario yeah, that push shot. Because I, I gotta, shot. All right, I gotta go home and post it after this. I forgot. I gotta get it done. Yeah. So let's talk about LeBron's debut. Okay. Um, I only want to talk about the debut really because I kind of feel like that's a that's a problem that they're gonna run into a lot. Um, where you're in a scenario where you go 0 of 15 or 0 of 18 or 0 of 20 to start a game from three, and then I think all hell is gonna break loose. I've, I've been telling him all summer because we have another show that we do um, that's like all LeBron Laker centric. I'm not they they need they have to get some shoot they have to get some shooting. They have to get some shooting or they have to start hard to me. 
because I don't. I'm not a KCP. He just he he's, he looks he looks god awful. I know, he's but he's looking a, god awful. He's a shooter. Right? That's what everybody says, but I've been saying that sort since of. last year. I disagree with this notion. He's some great shooter. He's not. He's a cool. Def- he's a he's a cool defender. He is decent at times when going to the rim, but I don't want him taking any big shot for me yeah, or my I, team. I agree. There was a reputation, all. and I had seen his mechanics. It looks good. It felt like okay, he can do it. But you're right; he hasn't proven that. Uh, you know, anything above average. Uh, Lonzo Ball has shown signs. Even yeah. last year, yeah. he had a couple of like ten game runs where he shot like forty four percent from three. That's yeah. a long ten games. Yeah. Is a long time. Yeah. I think so, he needs to start too. So he is there. I think Hart is a good shooter. Um, I mean, here's the interesting question that I kind of want to talk to even more coaches in the NBA about because what does it mean to have the shooter in the weak side or spacing? Is it like a step? It's probably just like a step, maybe a step and a half, mm-hmm. which is not like that much room. Although you know, NBA athletes, it is a, yeah, significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's almost like you know, is it what is it doing? And then that said, a guy like KCP, mm-hmm. like you know, he's out there. They're not going to shade him like they're playing Rondo. Right, so it's going to be like half a step, right? Yeah. So I don't know how valuable this notion is. They don't. There's no room for them to make any deals, as far as I can know. Yeah. They don't have anybody to trade. I don't yeah. think. I mean, they have some picks they can potentially send maybe for some contracts, but yeah. Nothing, but, but yeah, but, but who do you want? You're going to want a three and D guy, right? Yeah. And then who's going to give up a three and D guy, right? Without giving up, uh, getting some great See. return. Yeah. See, but my thing is, I. I don't think they'll shoot like that every night. And right. also, even I read a Rondo, and Rondo said, like, yo, our big man had to do a better job of setting screens to even get shooters open. Also, I have to do a better job of getting KCP the ball. He was like, I'm, he was like I can't excuse myself. I think he only took four shots, and he only had, like, one three-point attempt. He was like, yo, I got to do a better job of getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, also, LeBron has to shoot better. The LeBron that I saw shooting last night ain't the LeBron that I watched 75 games of last year. It was to the point where last year when he would raise up and shoot, I would say cash. If he gonna shoot like first Cleveland LeBron or like Miami LeBron, and well, okay, we gonna have to think about some things. <laughs> um, but I don't think they'll have a performance the way they performed against Portland every night. I think that for one guy, shots are coming in different places, so they have to even get accustomed to being able to. Okay, let me practice this shot because I know in a game I'm gonna consistently get this shot. Like right now, you still don't know Lonzo was out half the preseason. LeBron didn't play one game in the preseason. Some of the best didn't play. Like they have a very new team, and also these guys in their first what second year, Ingram right. third, Ingram third year, Kuzma second year, Lonzo second year. So you can't expect these guys to just play one game and just figure it out. Should and also, start of Rondo. Well, um, you know, I, listen, Rondo. Every time I think oh, I don't really want to see him take minutes from young guys, or whatever. I mean, he is so good. You know. Passing the ball, controlling the offense. That as of now, because Lonzo, Lonzo does not look that good, Rondo should be starting. Yeah, but we I all know that that's yeah, this is yeah. not the this is not the problem for the Lakers, right? This this whole they're going to score like 150. They're going to score a ton of points. Defense. It's the defense. defense. They, they gave up yeah. 129. That's the thing that scares me because I thought that they would be one of the best defensive teams in the league. When I looked at the roster, I was like, okay, they got a lot of guys. So you can pretty much switch everything. Um, but Kuzma seems like he's having it. That, that's a take. My glasses are fogging up from from really one of the best defensive teams in the league. Look, I mean, they look, were top ten yeah, last year. Yeah, last year they were top ten. Right, in defensive well, rating. Well, yeah, for, the majority of, for, the, for the majority of the year, they yeah. were top ten until okay. Lonzo got yeah. hurt. Yeah. And then Lonzo it probably dropped. Right. Okay, the majority enough. of last year, they were top ten but defensive they, rated team. But the roster is almost 50% redone, at least, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, it's not the same team. I agree, but I think they have the potential to be a top ten defensive team. But I but but But... They can't have Kuzma starting. I mean, I'm sorry. They can't have Kuzma at center if they're going to do that. Okay. Like the, can them we... leaving him in because he he literally and you know to his credit he said it on the last hoops and brews and I was giving him hell for it. Um, he stays with the guy on every switch. 
Like okay. the guy he's supposed to be switching on, he stays with the guy. No, no, no. That, that's there. As far as I can tell, I was looking at it the preseason a lot, uh-huh. and I, I, you know, I forgot to watch the game last game, but. They don't want to switch. I think they're the only team in the NBA that doesn't want to switch everything. Really? Yeah. It looks like they're switching, switching everything. I haven't, okay. It, it looks, looks like they're switching and he's just doing a god awful job at going in his way because it, okay. whoever he's supposed to switch on, they're always open for a corner three. In the preseason, it was clear to me, uh-huh. uh, watching like two of their games, yeah. that they were not, they were trying not to switch. And maybe, they, now, by the uh-huh. way, it's easy to switch it all of a sudden yeah. and like adjust and say, okay, we're going yeah. to switch. But what I saw, and I'm worried because I was like, you know, you can't play the NBA now without switching yeah, most yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Because everybody can handle the ball, yeah. everybody can turn it, and then yeah. they can shoot it if you go under. So, um, I, so with, I, I'll do a video on that. We'll really look at it. And I'll let Perfect. you know. But what yeah. I see, but Send I did see that in the preseason at least. But here's the deal: that lineup where we're seeing Kuzma play center, mm-hmm. which is a nightmare, and it doesn't work at all. He shouldn't be guarding the center. LeBron is out there. Yeah. LeBron he should, should be, be guarding, guarding the center. center. Yeah. And that guy, you know, listen, I, I like LeBron. He's, I, I love him on offense. But, yeah. man, he's yeah. a fucking pussy. <laughs> and he won't play big guys. He won't mix it up. He won't be physical down there. He's a specimen. He won't okay. do it. And I get oh, it wasn't going to hurt or whatever. But yeah. it's like he hurts the team whenever they put that lineup out there. And he won't go down there and guard I didn't, I, I didn't know that he hasn't been guarding the no, center. No, he hasn't. Kuzma has. I didn't know that. He won't Kuzma guard has. anybody. I just, thought they, I just thought they had Kuzma no, in no. the lineup at center. So they were just running whoever that they were when the lineup was picking and pointing oh, no. and picking I understand, on Kuzma. I understand you know what I mean? why I he does it. No. They've been picking on Kuzma. No, they, I didn't yeah. know it was because LeBron. I understand why he does LeBron it. LeBron don't want to play Zach Collins. I understand why. No, listen, listen. LeBron listen, can't guard Zach listen, Collins. Listen, listen, Come listen, on, man. Listen. Come on. LeBron. I understand why he does it because again, the banking opponent takes a lot of energy. So again, I understand the reason why he does it. And at this point right now, he's still the best scorer on the team. If you need a bucket right now, you're going to LeBron before anybody else. Right. So. But, but they need him. They need him they to do, do it. it. They do. If they're going to do that, but, he, but, 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 but also, he's not 28, 29 no more. He's 34. I know. He's turning 34. So, it, so to go out there and get you 30 points, again, I think last season, damn near took a year or two off his career because he had to do literally everything. I don't think LeBron, at 34 years old, wants to go out here banging the post for at least 24 minutes a night, still have to go out there and score 30. Still, he going to have to get 12, 10 to 12 rebounds a night because, again, when you go small, he's far and away the best rebounder on the court. Far and away. Yeah. Four and away the best rebound on the court. And pass the ball and play defense. There's nothing wrong with that. He don't want to play defense no more. And it's nothing wrong. It's no it's literally nothing wrong with one of the greatest players of all time being like, yo, I'm old and I'm tired. I don't think he doesn't want to play play defense defense against these. His perimeter defense is fine, but it's in but it's in the paint. It takes a lot of energy to bang in the paint with these guys. But 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 if you go to this team and if he's saying that he knew this offense and he had the conversation with Luke and Magic about how the offense was going to be and what was needed of him, he should have known, looking at this offense, that he was going to need to play center. Also, wait question. They do have guys hurt. I know you even said you looking for... I, for, I really uh, like Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. I think Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner is a stretch guy for you, and I think yeah. he, you might be able to lead him in at times you can put him when you might want to put Kuzma in, but you can put right. Mo Wagner in there, and at least he can play against like a Zach Collins or somebody. Absolutely. He won't be able to hold up against a Clint Capella or a Boogie or a AD or any of those guys, but he can't hold Who up can? against a Zach Collins. <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah, but, no, but that's what I'm saying. All they need is relief. Right. I agree. And I, and I feel, is relief. I feel bad about ripping on LeBron like that, but uh, you know it, they're only they're playing this this lineup about three minutes a night or whatever it is. Just give me like three minutes of that defense at least just to see it. Because here's the thing. We all like the underdog, right? Like yeah. that's I gravitate yeah. toward that as a as a coach. I've always had. I mean, every once in a while I had like a dominant team physically, yeah. but usually it was like we had to be the underdog. We had to you know whatever we had to do to, to win. 
So, um, so it's kind of I, I like to see you know like the big dog have to struggle a little bit, right? Have yeah. to you know gets pushed a little bit. Like I remember at some point, maybe two seasons ago, I think there was a switch and Giannis he had to guard Giannis and Giannis backed him down in the post and scored on him. And he the look on his face was like, what, what is, is going you can't, on? You're not, you can't do that to me. And I was like, yeah, you can. And he should do it every time. And why can't other coaches figure out how to get him to switch and then take him to the post? I would love to see it because he can do it. He should do it, and maybe they'll wake him up a little bit and, like, you know, get some inspiration, some yeah. fire going. Because I feel like if I was going against LeBron right now, I would I would get him in the post in any way possible. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like you. that's kind of what the Warriors did with KD. KD just wasn't banging. KD was just turning around yeah, and shooting over. jumpers. Well, there's and, there was, and there was nothing that anyone could do about it, including yeah. LeBron. I mean, KD won't even set a screen because he doesn't, he's, you know, doesn't yeah. want to get contact. He I slips mean, everything. I mean, I, I yeah, feel him, though. If I'm seven feet tall and frail, I'm going to be slipping every pick, every pick. Right, right, right. Now, by the way, against the switch, you want to slip. It's a great way to combat yeah. it, but you got to set a couple screens, That's right, to set up the the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the slip. So uh, also, anyway, the moving, the, the moving screens with the Warriors consistently annoy me. Oh, that was yeah. like a, we was we was uh, sitting here watching Game Seven highlights, and that was the play in which Jordan Bell literally boxed out a man on the screen. He didn't even screen; he just boxed out a yeah, man. Yeah, that was like in the corner, maybe. Yes, in the corner. Yeah. I was like, did they really? And yeah. I remember being as mad about it last night as I was when I saw it happen. I went, I went through that with, uh, so Ronnie Nunn is an ex-NBA rapper mm-hmm. because of my show. Yeah. We go through yeah, clips. Shout out to Ronnie Nunn. All right, Ronnie. And, Great um, Ronnie Nunn. And actually, the one we just did was like huge. We did on the on the, uh, the uh, Steph Curry. You know that inside out move he does the fake yeah. shot fake. It's yeah. like it's devastating. And he just almost touches it, and then it goes. And everyone was like freaking out. That's a carry. It's a travel. No, he like, said no, that many a times because when he did it on LeBron in the finals, he's like, that's yeah. a, that's well, a trap that one was. That, yeah, yeah, that one was. That, that one, one, that one, that one, that one was a carry. But, but the other one's no. But double, that one was a carry. Dribble. He like yeah, double, it. yeah, yeah. You can't but, do that. But like without you know, the last one was just this, and then you know, brings a hand. It gets close. These guys are really. Skilled. The Harden one um, was one we did that everyone. Oh yeah, the behind the, the back, back step back. Yeah, is, the, what, is that a travel? No. Ronnie thought it was yeah. legal, but it's you know, legal. and you know, because here's the question: is once it's like this, is the now the dribble discontinued? Because we were looking at it when he didn't actually grab it with both hands, and that's when the yeah, dribble stopped. And that, he took so he goes. He took one, one two. got it, and then one two. So the dribble ended just before the one two, which is fine. Yeah. But people were arguing, you know, he kind of had the hand underneath the ball here, one, one I two. I thought it was three. And that would be three. So well, we, we might have to revisit that in. But, you know, listen, Harden pushes the envelope. But getting back to the point, which was, oh, the Jordan Bell. We went through that one. There wasn't, like, a ton of contact, right? Gee, he was all moving and whatever. Come, come, come. Come on! And that happened the other night where someone's complaining. Well, the guy was moving like a like a lineman, yeah, like a lineman, so right? Was but but the guy who was trying to get around him like didn't run into him. He kind of still was going around him. So there just wasn't any contact. But everyone was like, "That's a foul!" Like like as if you're a lineman, you have to be set. You can't move before yeah. the snap. Yeah. But it's not true. It, you know what you have to tell the defender is you got to just run right into him then if he's moving like that because the referee needs to see something to call. That's fair. That's right? Fair. Like you can't just call because you know. If I'm I think Harden was, you, the, Harden was the guy that got like yeah, on that yeah, play. Yeah, so yeah, Harden was, was literally yeah. just like. Moving yeah. back like this. I think that Harden yeah. expected for a call to come, and it's like, no, nah, I just run straight to the green, and if he does that to you, then, yeah, you're probably right. going to fall out. Right. And, and we, yeah, we see it. that. We see guys like Derek Fisher used to be great at it. He just run as hard as he can, like a little bump, yeah. and he go flying. Yeah, go flying. And after yeah. we yeah. give it to him, <laughs> we give it to him. You know? yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah. He was great at that. He yeah. was he, Him and Marcus Smart, to me, are good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also did the thing I saw. Somebody did it last night. I'm so pissed. Um, 
where they take a charge on a big man who's just kind of running down the court toward the, the block on the weak side. Oh, you know? yeah. He's, he's looking that way, and the little guy just stands there, and he knocks him over. I, I used to do that in NBA 2K all the time, it's to just bullshit. randomly get somebody um, to just get a possession. Yeah, it is bullshit, Horrible. but that's why I did it, because it was yeah. just like, it was, it was, it was cheap. Yeah, they have to outlaw that. You know, CP3 does it all the time. All the time. You know, um, I mean, he has to. He's like six feet. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He's also getting old, too. Yeah. $40 million a year. That's going to be one of the worst cutters in the NBA, Three years. Come on, man. That's CB3 contract. That right, there's yeah. no way he's gonna look. Look, CB3 is one of my favorite players of all time. But there's no way CB3 is gonna be worth forty million at thirty-eight years old. I am sorry. No. Uh, you it's already be the know most how untradeable contract CB3. in the NBA. You already know in about how three about years. CB3, so, especially if you're gonna keep getting hurt. I, I, but going back to the um shooting point, um he thinks they have no shooting. I think they have more shooting than what they showed last night. Do you think the Lakers' offense can be effective? Again, absolutely, they're going to score a shit ton of points. They got Svi out there, by the way, you can shoot a little he bit too shoot. once he gets comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah so, he hasn't looked comfortable in the preseason. Yeah, like. but but he's got a beautiful shot, uh, and he'll he'll get comfortable, I think, at some point. But I don't. Again, the offense is not going to be their problem. They're going to have a top something rated offense. Although the way New Orleans is going, like, uh, um, man, I don't know how anyone's <laughs> going to keep up with them. They're averaging 140 points. Yeah, I mean it's insane. I bet you their offensive rating is also so far off the charts here, related because it's so they're doing it so fast. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, again, they've got three of the best passers in the league with Rondo, uh, LeBron, and Alonzo. Yeah, uh, they're going to get shots. They're going to score. Uh, that's not going to be the issue. You might even argue that like the less threes and there's less long rebounds, so there's less fast breaks against exactly. them and exactly. all whatever. Exactly. You could argue that that might help them because exactly. remember, the more you score, the better your defense is because yeah. you're yeah. set up. Yeah. You're set up every time. Um, I think in the other in the game versus very, Portland, they. They were at 58 points before they hit a three. Mm-hmm. But the game was 58 to 61. Wow. But, I didn't but, even realize that. Yeah, but when I, was, but when I was watching it and I was telling him, I was saying, you're not going to be able to sustain this against a team like the Warriors right. or a team like the Rockets or any or even a team like the Thunder if the Thunder get hot from the three. You're I not going to be able to. Or even the Spurs, the way they move the ball. You're defense. not going to be able to sustain that against those teams the because you're going to need those threes. Well, the way yeah. that personally I always – The Pelicans' look. offensive rating right now is, uh, let's see, it's 127.9, which okay. is the highest in the league. The Suns only play one game. The way that so, I always thought you beat those teams is, again, like you just said, take good shot, Do your work defensively on offense. You can't be taking wild shots. You can't be taking terrible shots. You can't be turning the ball over. Because right. when you do, you get everybody in transition. When you get Steph in transition, who is the ultimate transition weapon, he's a person like even more than Katie. I think Katie's a better scorer. But Steph can score quicker than anybody. Steph can score 20 minutes to 20 points in four minutes. Now you completely out of the game. Which we did not think in game four of the Houston series. Yeah, I think they started missing shots. He got loose. Started doing the wheel routes and everything else. So, again, <laughs> I think that the Lakers, I'm not – too, I'm not too affected by the fact that they don't have, like, one million shooters on the roster. Like, that's not what I'm worried about. I thought that the defense would be much better. If they're going to defend the way they defended Portland all year, we're going to have a whole lot of issues. Mm-hmm. But right. I thought they would be one of the best. When I, when, I, when I looked at the roster, I'm like, okay, we got Lonzo. For one, I was looking at length. We got Lonzo. He's 6'6". We got KCP. I think he's 6'6". We got uh, Ingram. He was 6'10". Yeah. We got Braun. He's 6'8". And we got JaVale. We doing this, mm-hmm. and again, we covering up half the court. And JaVale looks good. JaVale looks great. Yeah, yeah. JaVale, yeah, tell me a hot take. It was a it super was hot take. Hot Steaming take. hot take. It probably not going to happen. I said that it's if the Lakers can win 50 to, 50 to 55 years, I think JaVale <laughs> can maybe be an all-star. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. That's funny because I said that Joel uh, uh, Ingles can make the all-star team. I would. Okay. Okay. Hot take, brothers. Hot take, brothers. Because, look, when I was watching it, I'm like, man, all JaVale has to do is, like, contest everything out the room, which he already does, catch the ball, and dunk. 
That's it. He's got he's got so much baggage. It's it's gonna be really hard. Really, really hard. That. But uh, no, listen. He looks like Wilt freaking Chamberlain yeah, sometimes, and he's only playing twenty minutes a game. Yeah, which is great. Which is also going to hold him back from the All Star game. But yeah. there's no question that like he had some moments that he blocked a shot, sprinted Spread down, down gets, court, thing, gets, gets a dunk. dunk. Like it's like that's what Wilt looked like, you know. And yeah. he did that in the when Denver when they were playing Denver, they were playing the Lakers when he was on Denver. Yeah. He had a series where he looked like that, and I was like, oh my god. But you know, he's got focus issues. He's got asthma. He's got some stuff that. Oh, you know, oh, whatever. so he really does have yeah, asthma, yeah, bro. Even me, I, I have asthma. asthma. That's why I literally when we were no we were. Was a joke. Like he really no, had an asthma. No, I didn't literally, know that. I think literally, yeah, we were playing him. early in the sun, like just playing out in the park, and I started to overheat, and I was just like, "Yo, I gotta like I'm overheating." So that's how it. That's literally how it feels sometimes. It's not even so much that you can't breathe. It's just like the 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 physical stamina, the air to get it to the rest of your body. It just doesn't work the way you need it to be at yeah. that point in time. So it's understandable. It is, but I mean, he's def. I think he's he's got talent. Even looking at his. His per what is his per thirty six? It's like twenty one and thirteen. Yeah, no, that's that's what which is ridiculous. Be. Like so, for even me, last year on the Warriors, it was eighteen and nine point nine. For me, with Javale, um, I think he actually saw Javale. He went to Hales Francisco and um Chicago actually. Yeah, Hales, Francisco. Francisco. yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the the thing with Javale for me never ever ever was about talent. But he always had the talent. If we talk about most athletic big men, I think he's what top five most athletic big men in the NBA right now of all time. Probably top twenty five. The man can sprint down the court, like you said. He can jump out the gym to be his size, sprint down the court. He has really, really good hands. Really, really good hands, which is one thing that I think people discount about big men is good hands. If you can't catch the ball, you will not be a good big man. Yeah, you throw JaVale the ball and he pretty can, much it, it, catch it. it's, it's going to I just down. felt like nobody worked with JaVale until he got with the Warriors. Again, you get dragged right. by Washington, Gilbert pulling out straps. In the locker room, <laughs> that locker room ain't what it is. You go to Denver, you got Melo, you got JR. I think he was there with AI too. I'm sure that locker room and, and George Carr, people don't really like. I haven't heard a player say good things about George Carr since, since, yeah, since the 90s. Mm-hmm. Since the 90s. So they're not working with you. You finally get to a situation where they work. Even like his shot, it looks decent. It looks decent. Yeah, he had a three in the preseason. Look, d- look, if JaVale can be a guy where if I throw him the ball like 18 feet away from the rim and he's wide open and people have to at least think I should get a hand up in this man's face because he might make it. I think that opens up the Lakers' offense a lot more. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, for sure. He, he he is a really valuable asset. I know yeah. my mentor, who I coached with in, in high school, uh, loves him. He's always texting me. I'm like, okay, just wait. You know, <laughs> something's gonna he's gonna do something Javale like. But so far, he looks really good, and they got him in a nice situation where he they'll limit you know the issues. I, I think I did see a couple boneheaded plays, whatever, but nothing it's got whatever. out of the yeah, ordinary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, but I mean, again. There's going to be an interesting stat. I've looked it up before, and I was surprised it wasn't even a greater disparity. But um, the notion that if you get outscored by X amount of threes per uh-huh. game, like yeah. you're, you're going to lose every single time. Yeah. Now, I thought it was going to be like if you get if they hit more than like more than five threes a game on you, five threes in a game, you're going to lose that uh-huh. game every time. It didn't actually play out that way when I looked on B-ball Ref uh-huh. for like the the, the, the records. Uh, it got to be like ten threes before it was like completely. Because then, yeah, then, like yeah. you know, at that point, you got yeah. shot completely out right. the gym, probably. But but it was definitely like it was significant, even when it's like six and seven, mm-hmm. where you're most likely going to lose yeah. if you're going to get if they're going to hit seven more threes than you are, and that's just the nature of the game. So you're right. That's the one thing the Lakers are going to play uh, the eight ball behind. But what they're going to end up losing is is like one twenty seven, one nineteen. Right? They're yeah, going to yeah. score a ton of points, but it's just going to be the other team that's going to get more. So that goes to our next topic. Um, I remember I was watching. 
the Wizards game. I was watching the Wizards Heat game when John Wall was amped up like it was the uh, finals the entire game just yeah. to lose. And I remember watching the broadcast, and they was like, basically, if you shoot 30% from three, you're, you're like 45% field goal shooter. And they were encouraging John Wall. First of all, apparently they're encouraging John Wall to take more transition threes. I just want to say this. If I see John Wall coming down in on transition, pulling up a three, I'm cutting my TV off. And Scott Brooks, you probably don't need the job no more. Because right. that's not what I John Wall should ever be okay, doing. Okay, am I wrong for thinking Scott Brooks is the worst coach in the NBA? Well, here's the thing. I've been thinking that for about eight years now, though. Well, the problem is, is that or you know, however long he's been coaching, what we've seen in OKC was rough because what they ran on offense, for instance, when I would break these things down, no coach designed a play that Russell Westbrook would throw the ball there, back up a few steps, and clap his hands and hold his hand up for the ball back. That's <laughs> yeah, not. That's not. So they're not. Play. They never ran yeah, the offense he wanted, play. right? Yeah. He came in as an assistant. He was a former player. Like he didn't have the control that he probably wanted when he first took over. Yeah. When those guys were already controlling yeah. the locker room. So when he went to Washington, all of a sudden, like, oh look at this! Look at their offense. It's like they got pin downs, they got movement, yeah. and all those different things. This is great. Yeah. So like he, he got, got he made Otto Porter a max player, right? Yeah, right. He got to, he became a great coach, and then you know, over overnight, right? So clearly, there's 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 that hanging over his head. But you're right. There is an adjustment notion that doesn't sort of happen at all. Um, he doesn't we, make adjustments at all to me, especially in the fourth quarters when his shoot when the shooting breaks down. I don't see the plays being run. I just see John Wall or Bradley Beal or, right. or Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant holding. The ball dribbling and shooting. Now that's a theme. Like they right? hold We've those seen. principles until the last six minutes of the game, and it is just like right. oh, yeah. do what you do. Now it, there there are certain people like okay maybe you know that three pointer in transition is good, but when you're talking about John Wall, who can get to the basket? At yeah, will. like what do you mean? Like <laughs> yeah. literally, I remember watching like, broadcast like you're, I was like you're gonna because again I rock with the Wizards. I've been watching the Wizards because again um, we all live in LA, so you know Wizards games come on four p.m. usually. Yeah. So if, so if I'm home. I'm not doing that at 4 p.m. I'm locked into one of the East Coast teams. Yeah. Um. And whenever the Cavs wasn't playing, because I'm a LeBron guy, so whenever the Cavs weren't playing, I was watch, I was watching Wizards games. Also, I remember John Wall's high school highlight tapes, one of the most incredible tapes I've ever seen a human being have. I think he went to high school in North Carolina. So when they said that on the broadcast, I'm like, you mean to tell me you want John Wall to take more transition threes and this is your strategy? Because if you shoot 30% from three, it's the same as shooting 45% from the field goal range. Right. Especially because John Wall is so good at throwing the ball out on the drives. Yeah, what? He'll find Beal. He'll find the like, uh, what? quarter. Yeah, so it, that, that, if that's what the coaching staff is saying, so, that's a rough, that's tough. I didn't hear that, but that's rough. So, <laughs> you know. so basically this leads to me to my question. Because basically they were saying taking threes are more effective regardless. Even if you miss them, they are way more effective. So are taking threes really more effective? So I, I've had this back and forth argument with like the analytics guys uh -huh. who apparently don't like to be called analytics guys. Oh, you don't like the analytics guys either? Well, I, I am an analytics guy. Right? Well, I mean, I like, mean, yeah, I, but, I, we, but we know what we're talking about. Right. But I'm we also, talk about those NBA Twitter nerds that spend all day long telling you math. all of these, yeah, but <laughs> math, they're talking to you about, yeah, talking to you basketball <laughs> about math. math. Shut your ass his up. Right. Shut the fuck up about his true shooting percentage. Get out of here! I know right. what it was. We had no. our, look, our, our like our young homies. They're like you know like you know like two young guys that kind of do what we do as well, but yeah, they're more stat driven. They basically when we okay, you're probably gonna agree with them from the perspective of like they were talking about like Melo versus PJ Tucker, but they were saying that they needed a what we were talking about. If you needed a bucket for your Fuck life, everything else you need for a bucket. your life. We need a bucket. Who are you taking, PJ Tucker or, or Carmelo? Right. They're like, well, it depends on the shot. If it's PJ Tucker, corner, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> analytics. We're talking about basketball. <laughs> if I need a bucket, who the fuck right. do I want to take this shot for right. me? Not PJ Tucker. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
Right. Although, so, you know, so I agree with you on yeah. that. No, but here's the thing. Like, I remember when the Knicks, they were getting so much crap for not taking threes, you know, a few years ago. They were in the triangle yeah. or whatever. And it was like, you know, the roster didn't have anybody that shot threes. I'm like, what do you want? You want uh, one of the Ware twins to shoot threes now? He's <laughs> never done his career. In the middle of the year, all of a sudden starts doing that. And they're like, yes, the numbers tell us that it will be worth it, even though he'll, the percentage will go down, it'll be more. I'm like, you don't understand in real time when you're playing at the NBA level net speed, you need you need six months of training to feel comfortable shooting a three in that scenario. Yeah. And this, none, none of those guys did. You can't just start throwing it up yeah. in a practical manner. So that was, that's the problem, the disconnect between that. And that's why there's still a big wall between analytics departments in NBA, on NBA teams and the coaching staff, yeah. right? Because a lot of the coaches like a lot of it, but they're just wary because there's no practical application to it. I liken it to a coach who's like, you know, when the Michelangelo is making a, a, a statue or a, a sculpture, he's, you know, slowly whittling away and making it whatever. Yeah. That's like what a coach has to do. It's like, you want to try and shape and, and influence, you know, we want to take more threes, we want to take less of these long twos, mm -hmm. but you can't have it binary where it's like one or, you know, yeah. either on or off. It's yeah. like, they're you not know, computers. Right. And it's like, the, in, the, in the course of a game, you know, it's not worth getting uh, having a heart attack over yeah. uh, these different kind of things. But certainly, you can't you can't make a player who's not comfortable doing something yeah. suddenly start shooting long distance shots. It's a long shot. You guys ever shoot the pro three? It's, it's a very mean, long shot. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. It's a very very long shot. You gotta be. Yeah. Ironically, I shoot better from longer than I do from closer though. Like when I'm like oh, now yeah. that I'm rebuilding my shot because like I I feel like I'm still trying to get that strength aspect of it. Like more. like if you're trying to. If you put like, more layers into it, that's yeah, why I usually yeah, and also, But also, oh, like, with my jump shot, I'm not, like, I've never been the type of person that jumps super high when I shoot. Yeah. So it's more like I'm coming off the ground six inches versus I can jump feet in the air, if that makes sense. So My, my take on it, even when I haven't seen you shoot, is, because uh, I, I know uh, I played. you don't want to see me shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was, I studied in, in, in the overseas, or overseas. I was uh, in England for a semester uh -huh. in college, and I played on yeah. the London team, the University yeah. of London. And their three-pointer then, it wasn't 199, which is what it used to be. Yeah. It was about, it was a foot back. Uh -huh. And I shot so well from there because, again, you can just let it fly. Yeah. You know, you can just, it was yeah, a yeah, real yeah, smooth, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really deep. And that might be the same reason for yeah. you where it's like, I can finally just extend my arm all the way and let it, you know, uh -huh. snap. Where, like, Steph Curry, that's what he's so great at uh, with his consistency is that that arm, no matter what, is always extending and the wrist floppy like that. Uh -huh. yeah, and he yeah. can just let it fly and almost, like, carefree. Um, and by the way, you watch him shoot mid range now when he does that. It's like to me, if you go like this and let your arm straighten out and a 15 footer, it's going to go yeah, uh, in yeah, the stands. Yeah, yeah. But he has, I don't know, he's got so much control. Which is over why, it. which is why, real quick, just, just, yeah. just, just, just like, yeah. like, good, just like going towards Steph. Uh, the 2015-2016 season, I hated watching Steph play. I thought he took a lot of bad shots. I thought he made them all, obviously. But he took an insane amount of terrible shots. And I was like, yo, I know you can make the game easier. Like, yes, you can pull up from 30 feet, but I promise you, you can make the game easier. And when I watch Steph Curry play now, I swear to God, I don't see him take no bad shots. Yeah. To me, to me, I thought last year, as far as just, just, just watching basketball, obviously from a spectacular standpoint, from like a viewership standpoint, if you're the casual fan, obviously 2015-2016, best season he had. But to me, last year, and this year even more now, will be the best season that Steph has had. To me, I thought that I could always tell how good you defended Steph by how many three-point attempts he had. Okay. Now, I can't tell no more. Right. Like even last night, he took what? I think he attempted seven to eight threes. Played great in the second half. 
Mm-hmm. Amazing, but he probably maybe only, only attempted like four threes. Before I was like, all right, if he took 17 threes, I know you defended him bad. Because there's no reason he should be able, you shouldn't have allowed that man to take 17 threes. My right. thing was run him off the three-point line, make him take twos. If he scored 50 points on twos, I am perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I can go two for two with Easier anybody. Easier said than done. No, no. Look, again, I thought I thought the perfect way to uh, defend that. Now, he said it's because like Steph was off. I thought that game three, the game that, yeah, yeah, game three in the finals, I thought the Cavs defended Steph perfectly for the most part. Okay. Perfectly. I thought they got out on him, they, they doubled him, switched him, made him like get a ball up, or just ran him off three-point line, get him into the paint, because you get in the paint, you can touch people up, put them on the ground, send them to the free throw line, that's fine. I thought they defended him perfectly. But I think that now... Well, for 45 minutes, yeah. Well, yeah, and then Rodney Hood decided <laughs> to just look at Steph and run away from the man. That was the most annoying play I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Steph Curry is coming down court. He looked at him and said, nah, you know what, I'm going to get somebody else. I'm going to go get Clay. I feel you. That's Clay Thompson, but that's Steph Curry, G. <laughs> go get that you man. You don't know. There is no, there is no win. You don't win. Yes, you do. You don't go, win. Like, no, no, there look, is no win. Look, There's no winning solution. Steph had the ball? Yeah. Right, the balls. Is, is I mean, I mean, look, no, yeah, I agree. Look, but still, like, if he, I see Rodney, Steph Curry, also Rodney Hood. The fact that I Rodney know, Hood was playing yeah. in the finals, I, valuable minutes, is ridiculous. If no, I see bro. Steph Curry no. coming towards me, I don't give a fuck who else on the court. Go get Steph. Yeah, he literally saw Steph. It was like, nah, I'm gonna go get Clay. Right. What are you look, doing? Coach, I'm playing. I'm playing hard. I'm playing D. I'm like, I'm reading. No, I'm reading it, right? no. <laughs> if Clay Thompson ends us for the championship, yeah. I am fine. You know what? Shake Clay hand. That's cool. I'm not gonna let Steph shoot. But, but I think that just going back to this whole point, I think that this is the this is gonna be the best year of Steph's career. I heard him say that he's chasing efficiency yeah. and like being as efficient as he possibly can. And when I watch him play, I can see him doing that. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I talked to his, uh, his, his trainer, and uh, they talked about that. Also, that notion of it's a lot less fancy now, right? Even though, yeah. which is really great because it's like an entertaining. People are paying a lot of money for these these games. I didn't like it. But, I legit did not like it. I like uh, watching them play way more now. I mean, I like a display of skill. Who doesn't? But uh, yeah, he's become ruthless in his efficiency now. And uh, yeah, this might be one of those those things. But they blow out a lot of teams. His minutes are so low because of that. His numbers are going to be a little bit depressed. But but certainly, this could very well be yeah one of his most efficient years. If we want to talk about three-pointers, though, again, like, I have a beef, and I'm going to do a video on this, is that, you know, in the name of shooting three-pointers, I would say 15% of our threes overall across the, the league are terrible shots. I agree. I agree but with you. Yeah, I, I agree, take any I agree. Guys like Carl Anthony Towns. He yeah. argues Carl Anthony Towns should be taking threes. And I said, Cat, get your big no. ass on the block. I think well, that, Cat, no, get your no, big listen. ass on the block. Cat takes. Cat roams around the three-point line the entire game. I well, don't understand it. It drives me insane. Look, get your big ass on the block. Look. We've had this argument about Cat millions of times. Cat last year took 3.5 threes a game. Also, the issue is he's the best three-point shooter on the team. <laughs> I think the Timberwolves roster is just badly fucking constructed. Okay. You, yeah. you, like, look, you got Teague, penetrator for the most part. He can shoot, penetrator though. Jimmy Butler, penetrator. Wiggins, penetrator. Todd, he not stepping out the three. He can't stretch out. The only person on the team who can stretch out is Cat. He's the best shooter. He yeah. shot 42% for three, and he only took 3.5 threes last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, really well, have, how many uh, things uh, should be taken? Well, he took 240 total threes last year. I think that's I think, too many. I think he's fine. Uh, I think no, three I think threes a night is fine. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, here's, the fifth of his overall shots. I'm no, I'm not a big man. Never was. Um, you, mm-hmm. you guys aren't big yeah, men. Yeah, obviously. Well, imagine the big man who has to go from block to block, to block, and the whole time he's just getting beaten down. This is why LeBron doesn't exactly. want to do it, right? Exactly. So I get it. you got to throw the guy a bone. And he's and also not that big. Whatever. It's not like Cat's right. huge. Right. And so, and, but but he is good. So, he, you know, I think three and a half, four, you know, that's good. a good range, whatever. But I think overall we're moving toward like 50 threes a game by all the teams. We're slowly going like to move to that. And I think we're gonna, the analytics guys are going to figure out, like, you know what? 
we can't get to 50% of our shots being threes or whatever that number is going to be. They're going to figure that out, what that is, uh, and then you have to kind of reshape it. I think that you I can hate still the fact do. that there's such a part of the conversation now, though. It's like the analytics guys are like, take right. 53s a game. It's like, I yeah. hate that. I mean, it drives if you me look insane. up the Rockets, what are they shooting right now? They're, they're probably taking more than 50 a game. Uh, the, and so they, they're the first team ever to take more than half of their shots as threes. Or no, to take more threes than twos. Um, and I, I, they're going to eclipse that, I think, this year and as well. And it failed them in game seven. Like, they took, yeah. they missed 27 threes in a row and lost by nine points. Can you imagine they just went to a couple mid-range shots? Right. And, and, and Daryl Morey would say, yeah, it's a one in a hundred thousand chance, so they're going to make a few no. of those. Uh, I looked at it, I broke it down, I'm like, you know, a lot of those were not great shots that were probably not the very low percentage, because you have to look at the, each one individually, what they are. Um, but at some point, you know, as last I, I year, stop. Coach, yeah, at some point, right. stop. So we're I mean, not making them yeah, stop. I, I, I like, hey guys, let's, let's hold off. Let's attack stop. the rim. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the free throw line. Let's get a rhythm going again. At some point, during now, the regular season, the Rockets took three hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, three thousand four hundred seventy threes, and they took um, let's see, two pointers. They took three hundred. I'm sorry, three thousand four hundred thirty six. Less, right? Yeah. yeah. Now so they, they took so they took thirty four less. Through, they played um, um, two point field goals, and this year and they, they did played. I'm sorry, they play one game so far? They play uh, yeah, they, yeah, so, they, yeah, yes, yes, so far they play the Lakers. Um, and I feel like yeah. they got 50 shots off from, from three, if we look that up. But, uh, yeah, so, it, it, and by the way, here's my biggest fear, is when you see those possessions or those games where, it, like, there's, like, four straight missed threes by both, yeah. by both teams, yeah. that's when it gets really yeah. ragged. Really they shot 48 threes. Yeah, in the first game lost yeah. to the Pelicans, they shot 48 threes. Because uh, not a ball bouncing everywhere. This person getting, he coming down, he pulling up, this long yeah. rebound, he coming down, he pulling up, it's not going so it doesn't look right. It looks I like a, a pickup game, and that's that's a danger, you know. Because yeah, what if the I Suns agree. do that, or what if the the Magic start doing that, right? And then like the, the Magic did that last year, actually. That's what, like that, that's they what were doing it through the first few games, and then Vukovic got hurt, and Evan Fournier got banged up, and then the offense with the shit. But the Magic looked awful this they year. They look terrible. Like they, they look, look they look solid they to look start the year, not not like great last last year. Right. But they look terrible. Like they every, look god awful right now. With the magic every who's year. It, who's the coach? Bootenholzer, I think. No, no, it's no. not Bootenholzer. No, no, I don't know. Bootenholzer. Oh no, no, no. Bootenholzer. He's in yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's still Frank Vogel. No. no. He got fired. Um. It's, it's not Bootenholzer. Is it Steve Clifford? It might be. Who is their coach? I think I looked it up and it was somebody who was an assistant for a long time. Wait, now I'm losing my mind. Oh yeah, now I'm losing my mind too. You know, listen, I haven't watched the Magic game. I watched them play the Hornets all day. I'm like, it was terrible. But yeah, they look good. Their coach is Steve Clifford. Yeah, Steve Clifford. Oh, that's why I was thinking about Bootenholzer. I don't know why. Every time I see Steve Clifford and Bootenholzer, I somehow like. But even the Hornets offense looks so much more opened up now that. Yeah, now they have a new coach. But yeah. But um, moving on, um, I want to talk about who do you think the top five? Yeah, yeah. Who do you think the top five players of the next five years would be, as far as like the new generation of guys? So like starting with, well, like ending with Giannis and going. Giannis, 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 YouTube is gonna kill you, Giannis. YouTube even wants you to pronounce Deleon Wright's name right, Giannis. There you go, on the Kumpo. Yeah. Uh, you ever see that video where he's like, it's not that hard. He's going around people in Milwaukee when he was a rookie, like trying to yeah, tell like, yeah, you. Yeah, you know, it's very, very hard. hard. Uh, I, I don't even. Hard, I don't even. Yeah. When we title the videos, I literally have to yeah. Google how oh, to spell his name. I'm not talking about spelling. I'm just saying, you know, you can but, say it. But I mean, I, I mean, spelling it and saying it is a is a journey. Um, I you know, it's I can't funny. waste it. I don't want to waste it. Um, so bad pours happen. It's all good. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Okay, so besides Giannis, who I think is slowly coming in his own, and it looks like he should be able to develop some, some sort of a jump shot. Yeah, look, but, yeah. He, yeah. Shot 10 three, he shot 10 threes through the first two games of this he year. He, yeah, right? um, yeah, he's missed all of them. Yeah. I but mean, still, but look, but the fact that he's, he's shooting them, them, I'm glad. Shooting them. I'm glad. At least you have to respect the shot. Yeah, you have to at least think about, I might want to get a hand up in this man's face now. You do? I, I feel like, thank you. I, 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 I learn I, how to say thank you but in I Greek. Feel, Greek. But I feel, like he's, he's, I feel like he's the type of player that – I know that that is something that he has never been comfortable doing, but I think if he gets enough repetitions and sees himself yeah. missing it so many times, he'll think to himself, I have to get better with this. And that is, to me, is the oh. only way that his game is going to take that next, like, Giannis, to me, could be an NBA god, but oh, yeah. he can't shoot. Well, I'm doing a video right now on the two players that can dominate a game without the jump shot, so it's him and Simmons. And we're looking at, like, what, what, what is it they do? Because their numbers are crazy, right? Crazy good, mm-hmm. considering they don't have to guard him. But, again, if I was guarding him, like, if he hits, like, six threes and loses the game by four points, I'd be, like, tip my cap and, hey, good for you. And I would do it every single time until he really proves that he can get to, like, 34 35%. Would three threes a game be bad for Giannis? Three attempts? Like, if he's taking – if he just – regardless, Giannis, I need you to, regardless of what happens – Put up three threes a game so that way they respect it. Yeah. Well, again, why would they respect it if he's continuing to miss them, right? I like, mean, I don't yeah, think but, it's going to create spacing for them. No, you don't. You don't think but, but here's the thing. Okay. For the last several years, like, the offense they ran never created any space for him, yeah. even though they had shooters. That was the weird thing they that we'd go shooters. through. And it would, it would, it would, yeah, Snell, Terry, Brogdon, and, and Middleton. We, and we saw that Giannis would – it wasn't like they all knew he ain't going to pass it when he drives. They were also collapsing on him because yeah. he would pass it out. But whatever they did and however they had him going, and I did a breakdown this last year where there just was never any space. Now – It's mass space. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And it, it almost is like – like I might not even be able to tell you exactly what it is besides just Budenholzer being there. I mean, I mean, maybe they're like a little bit different on the perimeter, like a little bit of a different angle on the up behind the I break. I feel like, like I feel like they're I feel like they are running more of like a. Motion? It's like a. It, it's not even that. It kind of it kind of almost feels like kind of what the Lakers want to do. They just have the shooters to do it, and you have Brooke Lopez, and he doesn't need to bang. So if you're Giannis, freight train to the rim. Everybody else get around a three, shoot. Yeah. No, you're right. It could be that and simple. You, and if you can't stop Giannis from freight training to the rim. Then you then he's gonna score forty, and, also, and if you can, then he'll just get twelve assists also, like he did in the first and game. Also, they replaced guys like Jabari with Ilyasova. Yeah, so right, like they helps. so like so like they initially really do have a little bit more shooting. It's not like by a whole lot, but even just a small right. amount of shooting when you have Giannis on your team helps yeah. a whole lot. And then a lot more like dribble handoffs. So now he can kind of catch the ball running. Now his yeah. man's trailing. He can get in the middle. Now he's kicking out, all that stuff. So just by, by virtue of more dribble handoffs. And I think that's when we're going to see the difference between, like, uh, Jason Kidd and then Prunty took over, but that was tough because – Do you think he was a bad coach? Prunty or Jason uh, Kidd? Jason Kidd. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe he communicated well, whatever, but his X's and O's were terrible. Okay. So, I'm not upset at that. I'm no. not okay. upset at that. So, so top five in the next five okay. years. Okay. So we had Giannis, uh, for sure. We'll, we'll be growing into that because he's still, what, like 22 right now? Or 20, he's, 20, he's 23. 23, 24. Turning 24 this year. Okay. So this is his fifth season. So he'll be like in the midst of his prime. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell will be up there. Why? You know, I think what he showed us in the, in the playoffs last year. Oh, you know what? I might have to change my list now. Um, he was like their go-to guy, ISO guy. In like, here's what I think: I value the playoffs a lot more than anything else, right? Because that's the yeah. heat of battle. The, the, uh, me too. It's the most pressure you're ever going to be under, and if you can perform there, then. There's no question you can perform in the regular season. That said, I, Harrison Barnes had uh, his rookie year, I think it was, against Denver. Um, 
he was the best player in the Warriors. This is before Steph went crazy. And I, I will refuse to delete my tweet that said that, you know, Harrison Barnes is going to be the best player in the Warriors soon. You were wrong. Right. I was wrong. But, like, you couldn't have told no, me good, that I was wrong. No, I'm good, though. It's not even that you were wrong. I just don't think that they're – I just don't think that the way that they were constructed for him – like, they were – Steph Curry – his his rise was so meteoric yeah. that it that if you you didn't have time to wait on Harrison Barnes, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Even, no in one, the, even in the finals, he was t- awful. No, was no one awful. But the year before that, no one would have told you that Steph Curry's gonna be a two time MVP at all. Yeah. So true. I mean, yeah, you know, Harrison all. Barnes was like shot picking, like reverse dunking true. on guys. He was guarding all five positions. Yeah. He was hitting threes at and he was the only player in high school. People don't know that. He what was, he was the number one ranked player in high school. Okay. Yeah. He was number one. I I, I know he was number one at. At, at um his position, and I'm pretty sure across the board he was ranked number one. Right. So and, and listen, he was six nine. I mean, he was yeah. everything. Like Steph isn't six nine. He just yeah. can't be that. So at any rate, uh, the point being that um, when I see a guy like Donovan Mitchell do that in the playoffs, now Victor Oladipo is also the same way. What he did against Cleveland last year was amazing. Man, like, I picked them to win that series in seven. I oh, was, it was so, uh, so frustrating to watch. I wasn't. That. I wasn't Demontis, Demontis got got destroyed. He Miles was making Turner both him, out. him as well as um, Miles Turner fouled out. Um, Bohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were making boneheaded plays at the end yeah. of those games. But Bogdanovich outplayed LeBron for a lot of that he series. He did. He did. So, he did. So they were right there, which is why Indiana needs more love. I'd love to do some more videos mm-hmm. on them too because they're they're right there. But uh, that's why – so I would have to say Donovan Mitchell because, um, again, both sides of the floor, he plays really well. I think he's going to keep getting better. Um, and he's got a great situation now where he's getting all the reps he needs. Mm-hmm. So five years from now, you know, he should be a 26-point-per-game scorer, top five mm-hmm. in the league in scoring. You know what I mean? Like he'll just be the man. Mm-hmm. So I, that's who I see. Um, Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be years. Without question, right? Kyrie got, didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. He about to play second fiddle to Tatum. You know, it's interesting. They, someone's got to figure out who's going to be the man on that team because that's what that's Tatum. killed him last night. Tatum. Um, Tatum, yeah. and he's I mean, about you're ready. The Raptors that killed him, Kawhi, a, and also Kawhi, he looks good. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. He's about ready. I mean, Tatum got double tapped uh, the other that uh, against. Did you see that the block he got? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, right. It happens. But man, was that brutal. <laughs> um, but um, but he's Tatum is almost there. He's almost there. I need to see like one more playoff series where he really does it again. And again, like, that's not fair to Mitchell, who's only yeah. done it once too. But still, um, you know, he's he is so good. He's got every shot. Here's and the thing. he plays defense. Yeah, because Tatum would have been a guy who comes in and doesn't shoot threes, right? He's got yeah. all the mid-range, like the mellow thing. Yeah. But he shoots threes at an elite rate too. Like that, you add that in there, and yeah, he's going to be. And he's, top he's guy. He, even in that even in that first half versus the Raptors, he was looking solid on those. Uh, they I think they threw him like one or two catch and shoots, and he actually just caught him the, and switched him. The yeah. thing I look at with Tatum is his footwork. Like right. for him to be twenty years old. He looks like he's been like as far as when 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 I, when like I see his feet move when he shoots a shot. I never see him shoot anything that I look at as unbalanced. Right. Everything right. looks like he meant to do it. The only thing that looks like maybe he didn't mean to shoot it how he shot it was the Embiid shot when he went out the glass. I don't think he meant to hit the glass, but for the most part, every time I see Tatum shoot a shot, it looks like he meant to do it. Right. Like his feet move like he's been in the league for ten years. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna go work with Kobe every off season, now he don't pass the ball, but he not here to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And if he can play defense the way he plays defense, and he's long right. and very athletic, 
Yeah. It's not like he's a guy who can just score and can't get to the rim. Like, no, Tatum can go in and dunk on you every time if he really wanted to. Right. And then he'll the double post game, too. And when he so, get the post game, oh, my God, it's over with. Right. When he it can is. put people down on the block. And, again, he's 20 and 20, so he's going to get stronger. Yeah. When he puts on about 10 more pounds and gets a post game, how are you going to stop that man from scoring? To me. Which is why I believe that the 76ers should have drafted him over Fultz. And they win a lot of their, in a lot of their offensive See, I don't issues, think they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have at all. They, they, I guess, like, I was you thinking, just give him the ball when Ben can't, when Ben doesn't want to shoot at the end of the game. Just throw him the ball, Tatum, yeah. do your thing. Because Covington is not the answer, and they shouldn't have given him that contract. Well, people loved Fultz coming out of college, and you know, you can't really go back did, and say they didn't know we yeah. loved him. Uh, still love we, we knew that the, the Sixers didn't, wouldn't have drafted him because they already had Simmons, right? Yeah. Like they wouldn't have done You have it. Simmons, you have Covington, you yeah, have too many right. Players. It was tough. Like they already kind of had that. So I, I get it. And by the way, nobody knew Tatum was going to be like this, I don't think. Had people said mellow, they see whatever in him, but I, I was think saying Tatum back then because I just nah, didn't yeah. see the need for Markel because looking at that team, I was just thinking to myself, I was you need I, one like more playmaker. No, no, you need no, one more playmaker. I, I thought they needed one more playmaker, yeah, but they all but I also thought that their biggest hole was a small four. I really like Dario, I really liked him B. I have never been sold on Covington, including last year before he got his deal when he was shooting forty like what was it, forty plus forty four percent from the from the three point line. And, and then he shooting. got a guess what six it was what, sixty million got sixty million and went ghost. But I feel you, if I got paid, I'm going to the I'm going to an island hey, too. Hey, if you look at his numbers last year, they were good. Like, you know, his, his, if you saw Robert Covington last year before he got paid versus after he got paid, they were con- completely different right. players. Well, they were completely know. different players. Yeah. He played lights out before he got paid. Once they, once he got, once he got his extension, it was a wrap. Literally, he played good for eight games and quit after he got paid. But, but, I hate that. But right. who's the rest of your list? So you got Donovan, All you right. got Giannis, uh, so you got Tatum. Tatum, okay. And the last two guys. And, well, I kind of had to throw like Simmons and Embiid yeah. in there, right? Yeah, me too. Guys. Uh, yeah, see, I'm still not yeah. the most convinced with Embiid yet. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say Simmons. Yeah. No, okay, no, 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 no. See, the thing, 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 thing with Embiid. I think Ben Simmons is going to be better than LeBron. I think that. Sue me. I think that Ben Simmons came back better, and I just he even. He did? Yeah, I think Simmons better came back what? better. Um, for <laughs> Mistakes. Yeah, yeah, like just like just even when like I watched the shop, he said, "Yo, I thought I played good, and I realized I didn't." I think he has way like when when Simmons is in the game now. I think he has full command and charge of the game at all times. Okay, he I just can't shoot. Skills. He, yeah, he, he just, just can't, can't shoot. shoot. But yeah. not, but 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 even when I see, I don't think he'll ever be able to shoot a three. But even when I was watching the open court, Isaiah was like, "Yo, the one thing about Magic, people don't know, is Magic was out to shoot ninety percent from the free throw line." Right. If Ben Simmons out there playing point guard and getting to the rim like that, he's going to get fouled a lot. He can get fouled anytime he wants to. Yeah. So if he can go out there and give me eighty percent from the line, he don't ever need to take a three ever. And he's nowhere close to that, right? No, he no. he was at fifty percent last and, year. And and he's and he hasn't put up enough. His passing ability is so good that uh, I think I was watching somebody say like people like think that they're taking away space from him. He just creates the space. Right. Like he'll come at you and then pass the ball out. Right. Well, that's the thing. You can't if you want to give him space, like get Darren to get the to take a jump shot. You're just, right. Yeah, you're letting him get a get on the runway. Yeah, and it's like well, now what are you supposed to do? Because he's going full speed, and he's going right by you. So that's that's not going to be the solution. You got to kind of you know split the difference on that one. So what do you but, think he can do to be well, more effective? Well, he's shooting with the wrong hand. You really think? He, well, he's shooting lefty right yeah. now, right? Everybody, he's, he's been, a righty. He's a righty. In fact, he even brings the ball up like this and then kind of brings it over there and then to shoot it because it's like he kind of wants to shoot it, right? It's weird. His footwork is, as, a, as a righty, he had a turnaround jumper in the post. Or in the I mid-post. saw that. He did like a 360. Yeah. Like completely yeah. turned his body around just yeah. to shoot a jumper. Yeah. I was right. like, what the but, fuck is that, Ben? But it was a footwork for a righty oh, right, shot yeah, like yeah. that. Instead, it was like this. And then, yeah, he never would have gotten around. 
So, you know, his father one day when he was little is like, you're just going to shoot lefty. He's not a lefty. He's, he's right to the right hand as far as I know. He, but his father yeah. decided he's going to shoot lefty. He's going to play bizarre. Uh, I've seen footage of him sh- just screwing around and shooting right hand. It looks beautiful. Really? So, uh, yeah. Uh, now, ben, ben, change that shot, bro. He, he, Let it go. He needs to. Change it like um, you changed. An, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Change it like you changed up on Tanache. Okay. Ben never understand that. I just think person needs to put people in the post. And again, probably shoot the hand, but like put people in the post. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't right. think Simony put people in the post. If you open, all right, whatever, take the three. Like, like Magic at the end of his career would at least take the three. And even yeah. in that All Star game, what he hit like three threes in that yeah, at no. the end of that game. He it just, just he, like, and he, then the last one he just dribbled up and, and pulled up and cashed out on it. You look it up. He, he started taking them and making yeah. them toward the end of the yeah, end of his career. That he had like a set shot yeah, too. Yeah, set shot. But um, but uh, no, and what, like what we see of him in the post now is he shoots righty in the post. Like he'll do a jump. Yeah. He did a, a maybe it was an and one jump hook from 14 feet with the right hand. It was like, how are you not understanding that you should be shooting that like farther yeah. back too? Uh, there's also a rhythm thing, which is really frustrating because all I do is study jump shooting mm-hmm. or just the jump shot yeah. itself. And you know, there's a notion of rhythm and like, you know, when you're catching the dip and all that stuff and when should this be happening with when the feet are tapping and touching. And um, I've seen them work out in the summers. It's like they don't have any, whoever's working out with them doesn't have any sense of what that is and that would help him lefty even if he's shooting lefty so um he's behind the eight ball on a lot of different things there's a lot of details that are not getting covered with him i mean look at markel fultz too i mean his jump shot is also completely broke yeah um and and i don't i don't see and by the way that is a unprecedented it's i don't think i've ever seen a guy who shot that well in college, college coming to the and like losing maybe he got hurt his shoulder whatever they were saying yeah, i feel like he was i honestly i think he was fucking around with his friends Got like, him. doing something he shouldn't been doing. Maybe he might have been on a fucking hoverboard or a scooter or something oh, like I, that. I heard a mountain bike. Fell, hurt his shoulder, and was like, oh, shit, I'm in big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. So he went out on the court one day and, like, like oh, something was wrong. Yeah, and then they were like, what's wrong with you? He's like, ah, oh, it feels different. But he probably did that shit before. But I understand it. I mean, you don't. It's, it would be embarrassing if that was really what would happen. But it doesn't make sense how a guy literally just doesn't know how to shoot anymore. Right, and, and now it's in his head. Yeah. You know, because you can see him. He won't shoot it. He'll he'll drive and kind of not attack then, and he'll kind of back it out that's again, the thing and that, he's all off balance. That's the thing that annoys me with Markel. It's like, again, and, and personally, I think Markel is huge for this team's future. I think huge. Like, I think every team needs a third score, and I think many nights he will be the second score, especially with the way – well, actually, the, the, I, I think yeah. ideally – Many nights, Markel should be the best scorer on the team. I understand Embiid is Embiid, but I think in this day and age, with how much the game is leaning towards guards, I think your guard has to be able to score. Yeah. And some dimension able to score. Like, even if you're not out there shooting, you got to be able to at least give me some points. At least you got to be able to give me 25 points. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of points, but okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, but somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Like, if you can go out there and, like, go to, like, again, I think Simmons could get you 25 points if he really wanted to, if he could shoot better from the line. If he's yeah. going to shoot 60%, yeah, no. even Giannis isn't terrible from the yeah, line. Like, yeah, like Giannis probably shooting like 7-8% from the line. Like if you, if you if you foul Giannis 15 times, which you very well may do in a game, he go out there and score 8 from the line. That means give me. Giannis for his career shoots 74.5% from the line. Right. That's way better than 50%. Way better than 50%. <laughs> yeah. So the, I you know, remember. Who are your five, though? Let's let's get ready to okay, this topic. Who are your my five? five. Um, my five. Well, you got yours already? Go. My um, my <laughs> five, five. My five already. Well, no, well, no, because I didn't know if you if you actually <laughs> no, had them written down. Um, but I would say Giannis, Doncic, Aiden, Embiid, uh, oh. and Ben Simmons, and all of those guys are big, with the exception of Doncic. But I just think Doncic is he's just young and and he looks he doesn't look like a rookie to me. Look, I'm gonna say not at all. Like even I think he has to get comfortable playing in the NBA, but he doesn't look like a rookie to me. 
And even when he's hitting people with these off-the-dribble moves and this wrap-around-the-back thing that he's got, that once people figure out it's going to be tough for him to do, uh, he like he just doesn't. He just has a, I don't know, he just kind of remind, reminds me of like a bigger version of Ginobili. There you go. But, 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 but with less athleticism. So that's who he reminds me of. Um, I got Ben Simmons. I got um, Aiden. Mm-hmm. I got Giannis. Um, I got, did you, y'all, y'all can kill me for this, but I got Trey Young. You I really, really, no, look, 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 man. I really, really like Trey Young. I really like Trey Young. When, like, I watch him play, the thing I don't care about is his shooting. I know he's going to be able to shoot the ball. I look at his passing ability. He's a guy who's played, he's the version of Steph that has Steph played point guard his whole life. The one thing Steph did not do was play point guard his whole life. He was getting the ball passed to him in college, and I'm not sure about high school, but I'm sure he probably wasn't playing point guard in high school. Trey Young has played point guard his whole life. I love his passing ability. I love his floater. I think that if he can eventually um, shoot threes, well, when, 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 when not even shoot threes, but continue. I think that the fact that he can shoot so well will open up his passing ability, and he already passes amazingly, to me at least. So I'm going to go Trey Young just because of how the NBA is trending. And you know what? I'm going to go Donovan. I like that. I'm going to go Donovan. I think that Donovan is like a D-Way, but if D-Way had a better jump shot. There you go. I like it. I listen. Who doesn't like Trey Young, right? It's a great yeah, story. I have, no, I have no problem with Trey Young, honestly. You know, not, like just man, like when I even, even people like, yo, he's not strong enough. I saw him in, in the um, preseason body Mike Conley and get the ball to the rim. Now, granted, he didn't make the shot, but the fact that he bodied him and got the ball to the rim, I was like, you know what, you're gonna be just fine. Yeah. yeah. No. Even I, if, yeah. like even a game when he hit the preseason when he pulled up from like half court. <laughs> right. Yeah, he'll have, there's no question, he'll get to 40% from three, I, I would think, the way he shoots it. So, yeah, um, and he's certainly got an unworldly amount of uh, vision on the court. So, yeah. and he's in a great situation that there's no pressure on him to win. None. Uh, get all those reps. Lose. Yeah, Hopefully right. you land Zion or R.J. Barrett. Right. I really, man, look, man, I really, really yeah. think Trey Young could possibly be the best point guard in the league in, like, five, yeah. six years. And Jeremy Lin, by the way, is on that team, and he can really help him give him the insights into what it's like to be like a little bit of an undersized yeah. guard or a guy who's not as quick as everybody else. Yeah. You know, we saw yeah. when Lynn is healthy, yeah. he's he puts up pretty good. He, he, can, he puts up legit. buckets. Yeah, no, he, you yeah. Know? So he, that's a nice teammate to have for him. And I, I know I know Jeremy a little bit. I know he'll he'll definitely help him. Uh, I mean, know, even Bazemore. I mean, yeah, Vance and even Bazemore. Bazemore played with Steph. Yeah. I mean, he played with him every day in practice. So you can give yeah. him some pointers. Yeah. Baysmore drives me insane. Baysmore does drive me insane. I hate the fact that some sometimes they let Baysmore hand on the ball, and I'm like, you got Trey Young on the court. Yeah. Get a ball to Trey. What I, are you doing? I'm running at that because you know what? There's, I'm going to do a video on the guys that drive me nuts. Baysmore, um, Bledsoe. <laughs> oh, Eric Bledsoe drives Bledsoe me crazy. Bledsoe going to drive. Mood holes are crazy because you know what? He's got ability. He's really good. But like most of his passes are off target. And so it's like you're coming up that down screen, you're open, and he throws it at your feet, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it, you know, never, tr- bro. It's like bro, there's no box score measurement for that, yeah. right? And, you know, the guy had a reach, and then he went out the time he shot it, he misses yeah. because of that. It, it That kind of stuff drives me insane. And like, Is he just playing too way. fast? I just don't think, like, well, first of all, there, there's the whole, can we go light up Cal Perry while we're at it? Cause the whole yeah, Kentucky go ahead, thing. let's do it. No, as far as I can tell, most of the Kentucky players that come out of there have no idea how to play the game. They don't. They're just really talented. Now, somebody was coming back to me the other day in the group text about it where they're like, well, um, who was it? Uh, well, Towns came in pretty pretty polished. But, like, you know, John Wall had no idea. I don't really no like idea. Towns' footwork, honestly, bro. No, I, but his, his issue is more about he, his leg strength is so bad, and he continually will – Cool cat. It's called yeah, cat. His it's called like valgus when your knees collapse. His yeah. knees collapse yeah, so often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about on defense. So oh. I think that he feels like 
And I'm trying hard on defense. I just can't seem to stop anybody. It's because his balance is bad and his knees collapse, so he's not training properly. Yeah, and I yeah. guarantee you, if you ever were to train and have a guy who trains him understand these things, because mm-hmm. you, know, you need to have like a lot of letters after yeah. your name to know how to do this, um, he would he would just get better naturally on defense. But when you I did the breakdown of him and, and Wiggins being the worst pick-and-roll defensive duo in the league, and part of his issue is just, yeah, any kind of contact knocks him five feet back. Yeah. He doesn't have the balance. So that's his issue with that. But um, if you look at the list of guys coming out of Kentucky, you know, and I know Cal Perry's going to hide behind the fact, cowardly, that, oh, they're only here for a year. Man. What can I possibly do? There's a lot of things you can do. You have a lot of time to teach these guys and show them on the game of basketball. So, um, you know, the list is pretty long of the guys who come in unbelievably talented, but haven't, like John Wall had no idea how to play the game. And, and it took him years. Now he does, but it took him years. And it wasn't because even, of Cal Perry. And not even interrupts you, but not even, like, just let, we, we can go at further to Kentucky. You have Marcus Camby. I feel like when Marcus Camby came to the league, he was mad athletic. I don't think he really had a full understanding of how to play basketball. Derrick Rose. I thought he won his MVP off athleticism. Absolutely. I think when I watch Derrick Rose play now, he's more skilled now than he was when he won MVP. Without question. Way yeah. more skilled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when I see him do a footwork for a jump shot, it looks like you practice that. Before <laughs> it was like you mad athletic and it's going to work because you're right. so athletic, we can't stop it. Yeah. Well, all those so finishes, those twisting, turning, double pump, yeah, whatever, like, the, like that. Like his leg, yeah. And I used to be like, really? And then I was like, he did it so often. I'm like, okay, all athletic ability, but damn, like that was amazing. Because most of the time, it's like you're going too fast, you're out of control. You can't make that, and he would still make it. And that's why you get hurt. But, but and here we are. That's why right? you get hurt. He never learned how to land. So anyway, uh, yeah, I just feel like like I asked, I had Cal Perry, I interviewed him, and I said, what if a, a GM would call you? And so we loved your, your point guard, but he doesn't shoot threes well. We can't draft him. He doesn't shoot three, threes well. Would you then take him to the gym and have him shoot, you know, a thousand threes, you know, every day until he gets better? And he completely, like, changed the subject. Didn't even answer the question. Because he wouldn't. He would just recruit somebody else who shoots, shoots threes better and doesn't, doesn't care. So his whole sales pitch is like, I'm going to take you and your family and we're going to get you, uh, you're going to be the CEO of your own company and you're going to get everybody in your family out of poverty and make a lot of money, which is a great thing to do and that's basically how you should do it, I think, if yeah. the way the rules are set up. But there's this whole thing about basketball going on. Like you should probably be teaching it too. And they don't, he doesn't really do that either. And by the way, a lot of the college guys don't. This new rule about the uh, guys going to be able to come yeah, out of the uh, yeah. uh, G League. Like, I know there's a lot of arguments pro and con, but all I can tell you is that to be able to go and train with, like, pro trainers yeah, yeah. should be a lot, a much better, bigger advantage yeah. than playing than And they also can do endorsement deals now, right? So even if I'm doing a, even if I'm doing a lightweight endorsement deal, I, I, instead of me signing for five, no, no, not even that. Instead of me signing for five years, I just sign an endorsement deal for a year. Not even that. Like I remember the G League, Even the G League, they stream all their games on Twitch. Right. So they're really working to aggressively build out the league. But the way you yeah. build out that league is you get young stars. I remember when when Kobe was talking on, on like the um, music doc, he was like, the reason why he went straight from high school to the pros was like, yo, all I want to do is play basketball. I know what I want to do. If I go to college, even if you want to work as hard as me, you can't. You physically can't because you have other responsibilities. Like yeah. you, you, you have to do at least some amount of homework. You're right. on a college campus. Probably going to be social. If well, you go straight to the... Go oh, I'm sorry. Well, I just want to explain. I don't think people realize like how little they actually... I, again, this is now refuting my argument about Cal Perry, but there is a notion of practice like in, in, in July and August before mm-hmm. the actual uh, academic yeah. school year starts. Mm-hmm. So you do have you know six months or whatever yeah. it is. But the point was, I was at, at, a, you know, at a college campus. You know, We're in L.A., so you can figure out which where I was. And we were, couldn't get the things to close to let less light in, you know, the windows. Mm-hmm. So I went to a player who had played at this 
college I was at, I said, well, you went to this school. You must know how to whatever. He's joking. He goes, man, I was here for like two months. You really think I know anything about this campus or whatever? And, I, and that blew me away because I realized, yeah. you know, they're kind of there for like the first semester. And then they probably, knowing that they're going to be a one and done, they probably only go to school after that. Yeah. And then, you know, once the tournament is over, they're not even on campus anymore. Yeah. They're just gone. So that's the thing. Like, they're not even really even there. Now, again, how many one and dones are there every year? It's not a lot. Not no. Yeah. So it doesn't really apply to a lot of people yeah. anyway. So that's why I don't know why the colleges are like freaking out about one and dones, whatever. It, it applies to 10. 12 out of a thousand yeah. or whatever it is it's not even yeah. like it's not even yeah. a number that you should consider yeah. so yeah and anyway. also they said that the players have to be certified or whatever to be eligible for their status okay right? something along the, i think it's like some i don't know how they're going to arbitrate it but somewhere along the lines with that like there's going to be someone that where you actually have to kind of go and essentially apply to make this happen rather than it oh, just exactly. being one of those things where you just declare you're going to the g league so i think they're yeah. going to make sure that they're going to actually be accepting talent that can help cultivate and build a league. Yeah. Well, I've been advocating that for years, and I feel like, you know, why pretend about this whole academic student-athlete yeah, thing? Just let them make some money and yeah. let them go to G League They're not instead. amateurs. They're pros. They're just they're just not good pros. Fair. But one thing we haven't talked about yet was Raptors versus Impressions. Yeah. So how do you feel about the Raptors? The Raptors. Okay, I just did a breakdown at least before. That's why I was late. I'm sorry. Okay. No, so um, check it out. Uh, okay, the, the Celtics might have the most talent in the league, right, or in, in, the, in the East, uh-huh. but um, the Raptors really have a team, and they have a, mm-hmm. new, a new coach who was there last year who put the offense in, and, and I give a lot of credit to him because he changed the whole culture of the way they ran their offense, even in the face of DeMar DeRozan, who didn't want to, you know, take threes, didn't want to, like, you know, want to ISO all the time, so... They are right there. They have a lot of great young players. They have some veterans. Kawhi is going to remind us that he's an MVP candidate for sure. So they have to, the Celtics to be really concerned. They lost the first game. Yeah. It was in Toronto. The refs were pretty bad against the Celtics, but still. Um, so the Raptors are right there. Yeah, and even with the Raptors, like with Kawhi, I thought Kawhi would have a bad year. But looking at Kawhi, I don't even Kawhi. That, that, I don't, I don't on, think Kawhi. Kawhi. Like I, I like like I, like Kawhi. we got a podcast episode called Kawhi was bogus as hell, and I made that like four months before he yeah. got traded because yeah. I knew it wasn't it wasn't shit wrong with Kawhi. Kawhi just didn't want to play with Pop no more, and I feel him. But Kawhi, you still bogus as hell. That man looks young and spry out there. He out there shooting jumpers in the paint, grabbing rebounds and shit. I'm like, Kawhi, what? Like, what? He looked terrible in those 16 games he played last year. What the fuck, Kawhi? Like, but I'm glad. And and Raptors fans, because Raptors fans love to be in our comments. You guys hate the Raptors. No, I hated the Raptors with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry because I knew that they wouldn't win anything and they were scared of LeBron. One of the reasons why LeBron left the, um, the left the East was because he that knew that there were enough. that there was going to be a new crop of talent that he wouldn't be able to get past. At least if you go to run the Lakers and you maybe win a ring, that might be the most valuable ring you have. Okay. Right? I, I almost think that LeBron, if they don't make the playoffs this year, which is a real they're possibility. They're going to make the playoffs. Well, on, let's they, just say they, they don't. They're going to make the playoffs. He might actually if they don't make the playoffs, them. that's, that's going to be really – if they don't make the playoffs, that's going to be catastrophic. He might actually them. welcome the notion of like getting done a little early this year and getting rejuvenating, getting another, bringing another veteran, a uh, free agent the next year. No, you can't make the playoffs. I think he might even be like, dude, this is – you know, my kid is now in school here. He's in, we're, we're, we're settled in L.A. I kind of feel like he might not – I mean, listen, I don't know, but it just feels like he's been playing – 
to the finals for what eight eight straight yeah, years. Yeah. That that's like you know maybe he needs another thing and come back strong. So we would ever see. But we, it's a distinct possibility. That said, uh, I did I, t- I tweeted the video. I got a lot of people really triggered where he like you know got hit. He took like four steps and still hit it and they counted it at the end. The end one. And well, I was like, if, if you need evidence of how he's going to get to the playoffs. Oh, there it is. Like, like, like if they're if they're like two games yeah. out with four games left, yeah. every single star in the other team is yeah. going to fall out in the third quarter. Like, there's no yeah. question in my mind. So we'll um, see. I mean, LeBron is good for business, but I mean, I, like, even Kawhi in the East. If Le- if LeBron would stay in the East, there's no way in hell. I don't even think they'd be yeah. to Toronto. I mean, yeah, my biggest question with Toronto is will they be able to score enough points against teams that can run that can run up the score? The yeah. the thing about Toronto, which I'm not worried about them scoring points, is because of their defense. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to score 120 points when it's team. So I don't think they'll need to score 120 points because I don't think you will be able to do that. For one, Kawhi obviously takes away one part of the, like, takes away somebody. Somebody's offense is not the same as soon as Kawhi steps on the court. Also, Lowry is a very good defensive guard. And he's scoring better, it seems like, than what he scored he's last year. He's scoring way better. He's at way 20 better. plus points per game right now. Even Surge is up three points per game. The issue... I mean, it's early, but okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah of course but, it is. It's still early, but still, even Surge, the fact that he's Got more opportunities at the rim, and Valanciunas is not that sucking up space. Center. I yeah. think that like Serge is a center in today's game. Maybe like five, seven years ago, he was small. Well, not small. Powerful. Powerful. Power yeah. But in today's game, he's a um, center. And also, I think the reason that the Raptors backcourt didn't work was both of them need the ball to be successful. I don't think with a backcourt you can have two guys that both need the ball right. in their hands to be successful. And my favorite player right now is uh, Fred VanVleet. Yeah, really? I, have a, I have a favorite players list. He's at the very top, and he was instrumental. He didn't even shoot that great last night, but he was instrumental in making plays. There was one play where they like they, uh, it was at the end of the second quarter, I think, and they the Celtics threw it up to try and get a quick end of you know the nothing shot. Yeah, throw the ball. It slips out of the guy's hands. He's like right mm-hmm. there, and he doesn't even blink. It's like that he's up and out, and it's a three pointer right at the buzzer. Yeah. Like he, that's just what he makes yeah. winning plays. Yeah, that was a great and, play before the half. And yeah. they're gonna play him and Lowry together, which is crazy because they're so small. They, you know, I'm taller than Lowry, and and like they're both gonna play together. But um, and that, it's a good lineup for them. They really do well. So I like what Toronto's doing. And yeah, there was without question the Celtics have to be really concerned. And then the, there's no one else up there. The, the Sixers and the the. Um, the Bucks and the the Pacers, Pacers are sort yeah. of the Wizards should be. Spot. What is the, the Raptors? Um, what do you think is the Raptors' biggest like weak spot though? The Raptors' weak spot. Um, geez. Do they? I mean, do they have one, or is it just a matter of them just being able to com- go out there and compete every night? I, I think that's what it is, and just getting the experience in the reps because like their bench is great. Yeah. It's been great for mm-hmm. a couple of years now. Um, they have everything. The question, the weak spot, was always been the coaching. Yeah. And they changed that. We don't know about Nick Nurse. He's the other. He's trying to claim Coach Nick from me. We'll have to find out who wins <laughs> that. Although there's some other like Saban dude. I don't know who that is. But um, oh, but, we, but well, you know. you're the only Coach Nick guy acknowledge. Right, no, right. He's Mr. Nurse. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. No disrespect to Nick Nurse. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. That that's the big question mark right there. Is you know can he adjust? Can he do a game plan? You know we saw we saw the every year I do the breakdowns of the Cleveland uh, Raptors series, yeah. and it's like there's just no. There's no sense of uh, purpose out there for their offense. Like, that, what are they trying to attack? What are you trying to do? They don't seem to know. And then you watch the other side with LeBron. He's like, we're going to force a switch. I'm going to back the guy down. We're going to get an open three. And it's like methodical, right? Yeah. And they, they never had that on the other side until maybe now. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think about uh, the Celtics so far? And what do you think about Gordon Hayward? How does uh, – he's – He's not gonna. He, he didn't play in Game Three. Well, he won't play in Game Three because he's gonna be out um, for rest. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, well, ironically, through like the first two games, he's got the highest defensive rating. Right. But I mean, but still, of course, that means garbage for the first. The first week, of course, everybody's hard takes, including mine, are flying all over the timeline. 
following that on hoops and brews. Nico um, as well as going, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. defensive stats suck. Yeah. They suck. There's no other way around it. I could play awesome defense on you, be in your grill, and you could still score, but like when you're measuring that, that's a, that's a negative. Yo, shout out to the homie Chris Kid. We was hooping, and he was hitting everything. Hand and face, every, every, every play, hand and face. Yeah. Like he just was a, a machine. So we got. I've never out. seen anybody make them. If we were playing like a twenty-one, right? Mm-hmm. Never seen anybody win a twenty-one off of taking straight jump shots. Really? Yeah. Well, we got to discover exactly what affects the jump shot because this whole like closeouts and the high hands, low butt, whatever. It's a, it's it's not what's doing it. We got to figure out what really works on defense mm-hmm. and then start to train that more. I I'm think on, like getting. You know, I think like making sure that when the shooter jumps, he can't see the rim. See, like I know a lot of the NBA guys. The really good shooters they don't need to see the rim. They know where they are. Yeah, they, even you, you Claire, know. they turn the lights out with like a sports science, and they would literally yeah, right. throw him the ball. He would catch it, and they would cut the lights off, and he would shoot it, and he made like 9 out of 10. Yeah, so that, that's not the thing that does it. What we've seen as far as um, stats goes is that when you challenge in the air, that's the only thing that they've seen that, had, that decreases yeah. the three-point percentage, which is yeah. why, like, you see Hubie Brown, who, listen, I love Hubie. I love he Hubie is too. like, I worship at the, at the, at the altar of Hubie, but he thinks, oh, he, like, last night I had him, he's like, he left his feet on like, whatever, he can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you have to let him, you have to make him shot fake, put the ball on the ground, that's better than just catching and shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, the key now is when you jump in the air to, defl- to, to challenge, you need to be rotating so when you land, you get right back and, like, you can then quickly put your hand up again and then mm-hmm. challenge in the air. So we saw Danny Green give up a three to Tatum like that yeah. who did the little sidestep. Yeah. But Danny Green was slow in his footwork to get back into that play. And once he learns how to do that, then maybe Tatum misses that shot a lot more. Mm-hmm. So we have to actually challenge in the air. But um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Hayward and the Celtics. So Hayward and the Celtics. <laughs> and no, so, and yeah. why the defensive rating was so high for the first Yeah, game. so like, there's no way to really yeah. measure that. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, is the, the, the most vociferous arguments I get on Twitter mm-hmm. are about defense. When I share a clip and I say, this is the guy's fault. Uh-huh. And people are like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, but it's weird because to me, as a, as a coach, the defense is the, the most clear-cut thing of what went wrong. I agree. And what should have happened. It's weird to me. It's like there's no argument, and yet it's not even like I'm wrong. It's like, F you, you don't know what you're talking about. You have oh, no trust me, we get it every day. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, it's like, it's just so weird because it's like that is so obvious to me, and I have to like slowly, and I'm like, okay, yeah. let me explain yeah. why the lowest man over, the hardest man back, whatever the rotations are. So um, so anyway, but that, that, that is the biggest problem with the defensive stats is that there's no way to measure whether they rotated properly, you know, whether they contested right. And that's what you need to measure. It's not whether it goes in or not, right? Yeah, because, you know, you can play the best defense and get scored. Yeah, I mean, on. look at Kobe. Kobe has a 15-minute long impossible shots compilation on YouTube. And, it, and there, there, there aren't a ton of replays. It's just Kobe taking impossible shots for 15 minutes straight. Yeah, the best bad shot maker of all time. Seriously. But, I feel, like, but I feel like a lot of that is because it's his – Footwork. Footwork, yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, he's a guy who didn't, it didn't bother him. Do you think Hayward, do you think Hayward's, because even I was, I was, um, like, when they were doing the broadcast, they were talking about how he is comfortable in most aspects, but he's still not comfortable taking off of that foot as well as landing on that foot. Do, with the Celtics and with Tatum rising as fast as a cake right now, what I, I, I said I tweeted the other day. I, I don't know. If, I don't. Uh, Terry Rozier's contract is coming up. I don't know if you want to pay him. 
And Hayward, I don't know if you want to continue to pay him. I think they might get shipped shipped away in some trade. I don't think they're trading. I feel like you need to take the training wheels off of Tatum. I need Tatum to take as many shots as possible, and I also don't necessarily know if Jalen Brown is going to be able to get enough in rhythm shots when Hayward is on the floor with him. And I also don't know how that whole him sitting out for the entire third quarter and playing most of the fourth quarter is going to work out, especially as you go more down the more down the line in the year. Right. That all of those are huge question marks to me. The biggest challenge for for Brad Stevens. For any coach, really, is which players to play with whom. Which five players are going to be the best optimal way? It's going to take him forty games, fifty games. Yeah. He won't know. That's why they got to they got to yeah. you know pump the brakes a little yeah, we bit. We all do because they got to find out what lineups work best, and that's going to be. And there's no. It's all alchemy. It's like chemistry. It's it's you know you yeah. get to experiment. Mm-hmm. There's no way to really figure it out. And then I, if there's if there's anybody who's going to pay attention to the 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 five man lineup bit, it will be Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. He'll see that. Like I I've gotten the sense that there are NBA coaches that don't even look at that stuff, which is crazy to me. Like like. <laughs> We've seen it with um, with Casey. Like there were like five man lineups that were great that like just didn't get run when they needed to in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I've had I've had NBA coaches say, "Yeah, we like this 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 lineup." We so want, do you we think want his to... coach of the year was overrated? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, because like the, the best thing I thought about the the Raptors were that was the offensive overhaul. Mm-hmm. And it, as far as I could tell, it was Nurse who did that. So yeah, okay. um, but uh, but we talk about. The five man lineups. I've had NBA coaches tell me like, yeah, here's, here's a lineup we like. We're gonna, you know, we want to trot it out. They're not, not gonna start, but we're gonna play it like 15 minutes a night. And I didn't have the the. Uh, I, I, I would have felt really bad telling him that like, you know, even the starters only play about 18 or 19 minutes a game together. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking that this like third unit was gonna play 15 minutes a night. I'm like, no, it's, that would never happen <laughs> because happen. they'd play like yeah, six minutes, like, right? That's how you know. But he didn't know like, that. It was weird. It was like you know. So I felt bad about that. I didn't tell him. So but, now you're agreeing with the analytics nerds. NBA Twitter is like, oh, yeah, see, right. he does agree with well, us. He's yeah. a liar. I, no, I mean, all I do is study that stuff. So no. I, I use it when I want to use it. But then I, there's I don't a, feel, yeah, but I don't feel like it should be the end all. No, there's a practical notion of how the, how you implement it, and that's why you need more. Hopefully, more guys as they come up will be will bridge that gap yeah, and understand. Right. I think the most of the best part of analytics for me would be like to help with training in the summers. That's where I want those numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you go into your right on a crossover on a pick and roll. You're like shooting really low. Like let's work on that. You yeah. know, you're I awesome agree. on the corner threes. You don't need to spend as much time on the corner three. Let's spend on tight top of the year. So um, anyway, for me, the Celtics with Hayward. Uh, Hayward, one one thing I know is in game one was he really was not trying to go to the lane. He's def, I, don't, I do not think at all he's comfortable with being in the lane and being around contact and being around people and possibly landing yeah. wrong and like hitting the floor, which obviously if you had that type of injury, I wouldn't be either. It's going to take me at least 50, 60, maybe a year yeah. to be comfortable with that. Uh, but as far as the Celtics, like, again, I think, the, again, like you said, I, I remember watching the game yesterday. I switched to the Cavs, Timberwolves games. I'm a Cavs fan. Okay. Like, you know, LeBron, yeah. I still rock with the Cavs. Jetty World, Jetty Osman is my firstborn son. Um, so I was watching a little bit of it. <laughs> so I was ridiculous, but okay. So, so I was watching a little bit of it, and yeah, they have the most talent, but I think they're gonna have chemistry issues. Like again, they have a lot of guys who have to get shots. Even Kyrie, like Kyrie, has to get shots. Right. Like in game one, I don't think he got enough shots to be able to be in rhythm. The shots he took all looked like I gotta force something up because like, I gotta shoot. Game two taking more shots. Game two he was taking did, more, especially yeah. in the first half. He looked he looked to be way more in rhythm than he did in the first. Yeah, half. but also yeah. other guys took less shots. So like I I I just think they gotta somehow work out and then I, again even even like they all have got they have at least eight guys who can start on most teams. Right. No. That again. You're right. The, someone has to be the man. Yeah. yeah. Going down the stretch. And I don't and know. Like I think it should be Kyrie it's, because it's, he's it's the biggest not name. Be Tatum. Tatum's too young. 
Like right, but it probably I, should be. Yeah, I mean, like I think it should be Kyrie even at this point, though. Yeah, like even getting through the playoffs, listen, going to the finals, listen, you know, listen, really, like like Tatum's ball screens for Kyrie and let him do a two man game. Yeah, that's what you should have. Because remember, Tatum is so long, he can get that shot off like KD can. Kyrie, but again, you're right. Kyrie is the man. Again, this is the argument. Yeah. They're going to have to figure out who is the man, and you, you could share it like as a coach. I'm like, this is great. You, this, you can, you know, have a by committee, but it doesn't really work that way practically. So that, yeah, it's a really uh, it's an interesting challenge. I mean, you saw everyone scored like 15 points, yeah. Yeah. right? It's just a little bit too balanced, right? To now. me, uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. To me, Tatum is like a six foot eight Kyrie. Isn't he taller than that? Is he taller than that? I thought he was 6'8". Tatum? I don't know. Like he's taller than... It's funny because Jalen Brown is listed at like 6'7". Seven, seven. I, I don't think he's even 6'6". Six, six. But it's the really? hair. I, I walked by him Tatum I, is in the summer league and I was like... Tatum, Tatum is listed at 6'8". With a 6'11 wow. wingspan. Okay, that maybe the wingspan. So I think that he's like a much bigger version of Kyrie. So I think when I look at who should be the number one option, it should be Tatum. Right. Because uh, again, like I think the Kyrie is just too small to be able to do certain things. Like, well, but we when we said that, and you watch Kyrie do certain yeah, things, exactly. Even, <laughs> yes. in that, even in that finals, like, but he had crazy. LeBron with him, so he still wasn't the number one guy. He had way more guys than he had on that team with LeBron now. Right. Yes. Yes. He has way yes. more guys. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But even still, LeBron also led every team, every single kind of like LeBron was still the guy on that team. Yeah. Yeah. I think for this team to work, Tatum and it sucks. I'm a Kyrie guy. I think Tatum needs to be the guy. Right. In two years, I'll agree with you. Because with Maybe. I, I don't, years, I don't, I don't, I don't need no two years. I saw that man go toe to toe with LeBron in Game Seven. And honestly, I honestly think this. If Jalen Brown would have not shot the ball that much in the fourth quarter, they might have won that game. Right. If they would have oh, yeah. put the ball in Tatum's hands, I wish they, they might have been in the finals right now. Because I would say LeBron would never make another finals again. And I was literally a couple minutes off in Indiana and versus oh, the Celtics. Oh, Indiana should have. Literally, literally. Yeah. I was, I was 12 game minutes off. Six at the end of the ver- game versus yeah. the Celtics. Six at the end versus the um, um, Pacers. Well, we're going to see Hayward's biggest issues on defense. He can't move. He's not moving yeah. well enough to play. Be effective yeah, on defense. Yeah. So I think that's his biggest issue. I think he'll 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 be happy to score 13 points a game and be the guy who's not you know getting the way of everybody else. Yeah, but then he's getting traded to me. He's, I, I think him and Terry. I think they might send him to like Orlando. Or see, something. see the thing. Give me Evan Fournier to come granted, off my bench and uh, shoot threes. Granted, granted, Danny Ainge is ruthless, but I don't think he's that ruthless. <laughs> right. Like and that's not was, ruthless. No, it's yeah, not ruthless. He's still going to get paid 100 million dollars. We got to stop acting like these guys are not making more money than like every school teacher in America. Combined. That's fine. Let's stop. That's Let's fine. Stop also, the school teachers not generating a billion dollars. What do you either. mean? They not you know, if, if, who's dollars. teaching the kids? If they're not teaching the kids, you. then they're not producing the millions. But they're not generating a billion dollars. They're not generating. They're not generating a billion dollars. They also not generating. How much does the NBA game generate every day? I understand economics, but we not understand economics. Do we not argue economics and fucking capitalism? These goddamn NBA players are coddled and they're making millions of dollars. I'm not feeling sorry for you. But this man tore his ankle. This man tore his ankle. He tore his ankle ankle off his body, pretty much, in the first game with the team after you signed him. He got legal legends commercials. Listen, bro, I don't think Danny Ainge is trading that man this year. I don't think we're going to see Danny Ainge. That's one thing I don't think he's going to trade him this year, but I don't think he's going to survive. might get traded. I don't think he's going to get traded. I, think I don't know if you just let him walk, though. I got a, Terry Rozier's on my, on my favorite player list, too. I he is. I don't, I don't, know, I don't I just really like Terry Rozier like that. I like him, though. I think he's I great. Think that I he's, that story. I think that somebody's going to pay him a lot of money and be a little bit disappointed with the results they get. What do you think? I think you're only going to get 17 and 8 from him. So I, that I, is that's good. No, but I, but, but I think that's I think they're going to pay if him 22. Orlando, that's great. But I think they're going to pay him money like you should get me 22 a night. I mean, I don't want to get a fucking max. I don't think he should have got a max. I know why he got it, but I don't think he should have got one. 
Who? Auto Porter. I'm not a, a max, I'm not big on 100 million? No. I rock with auto. I love auto. 3D guy. 100 million dollars? No, 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 no. And I rock with auto hard. But moving on. Um, okay. Yeah, last topic. Let's talk last about the topic, Pelicans. Pelicans. What are you thinking? How do you feel about the Pelicans? I mean, I, they, they're going to break the record for scoring, right? The way they're... For real? The, you, I don't you, know. Like, you really think that? Do you think that's a, it's, a product of the shot clock? Or do you think it's Alvin Gentry with that Suns-esque type of offense and, with oh yeah. AD okay. instead of Steve Nash? Couple questions. That one. And then also, how do you think... Do you think this team is better without Boogie? Like, do you think Boogie was in the way? Yeah. Well, I think that they showed that in the playoffs, right? They, they went on that run when he went down. And, um, I mean, it's different. So I don't know if you want to say better, yeah. but when they put Miritich in that lineup and all of a sudden they got better spacing, even though Boogie can shoot the three, um, you know, you might even just say that Boogie's – I've been in the – I've seen practices with Boogie in it mm-hmm. in, in Sacramento, and it's horrible. Like, he screaming at teammates, like, in training camp. The season hasn't even started yet, and he's already, like, having tantrums and storming off the court. It's got to be, a, you know, and I know these are pros, these are adults, yeah. they can handle that kind of stuff, but imagine if you went Sometimes. to work every day, right, yeah. and you had some, you know, guy in the corner who's always screaming, you know, it just makes for a bad environment. Well, I'm sure that's people don't like working with me, but never mind. Yeah, right. So, I, I wouldn't want to in, in, insult you. No, I'm in, joking. In, no, I'm, I'm literally, that was, a, that was a joke. That yeah. was literally a joke. Sure, fine. sure. It was a joke on myself. Right. For the room, for everybody. That actually knows me in this room. All right. Well, it's fine. It's a joke. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Boogie's a little All different. Right. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so not having Boogie, like, I think also with what Gentry wants to run, which is basically the Suns' offense, you know, from yeah. seven seconds or less. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday mm-hmm. established himself and really convinced me. I wasn't convinced at all about him really? until yeah. last year's. Yeah, me either. I, I just put Dame in a he put he, he put Dame in a crib. Yeah, maybe But it was his defense that was so good. I couldn't believe this defense, how good that was last year when he was playing. So you have the pieces in place now. You have shooters. You have Randall, who's really going to help them. Julius Randall is a guy who, like, he wants to go, die and went to heaven, the way where he's going to play in that offense. He's going to get post-ups. He's going to be able to get uh, push the ball up on his own, off the rebounds. Yeah. So um, they have Anthony Davis, who, you know, again, he's a guy I – I haven't been sold on him. You know, he's like, what? Been sold he's on got, Anthony Davis. But he Come has on, these coach. amazing numbers. Come on, coach. Actually, that's gonna, actually, that's gonna be the name of this podcast. I'm not sold on Anthony Davis. Right, Explain, right. coach. Like, Explain you know, the floor is yours again. They always felt a little bit empty. The numbers to me. Like, Did you see who he was playing with? Well, he had them numbers empty. You know, like, like you know, he had these amazing games. The team wouldn't win. Like whatever. Did you see who was on the court? So yeah, listen. Do you ever see who Michael played with when he was first few years? Like that was. They went. Know. Gee, they made the playoffs with a thirty-two and fifty record one time. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying Michael won. Like he made the playoffs that way. Yeah, the but thirty-two and fifty. You never made it in the West with thirty-two and fifty. Low key, The East low key won cold in the eighties. What what? The East wasn't that fire in the 80s. Oh, again, I'm on my wild. The West wasn't that fire. The East was. You're right, you're right. The you're right, East right, was. Right, I don't know about the yeah. West. Well, that's a whole other podcast you want to talk about. Yeah, because people now want to rewrite history. History is really frustrating. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But anyway, the point being that, like, no, listen, AD is a top five player in the league. He can do everything he wants to do. I just kind of felt like, you know, up until, you know, again, in that playoffs, they started playing well and they beat Portland. I was slowly becoming more sold that he was having a major impact on these games. Whereas in the past, it felt like, he was getting his. It wasn't impacting the game as much as the score, and it was kind of empty to me. But I, I just I'm felt like they. Never, I feel like around. they never had the personnel to do it. But also, Drew Holiday is like to. I mean, Drew is his clay to me. If that yeah. makes sense, like Drew is the clay to his Steph. Not in terms of how they play, but in terms of like the way they work together. Drew's wife had brain cancer. How you, how can I develop a rhythm when the guy that you guys gave all this money? 
and uh, yeah, to be here, tragic. his wife is dealing with brain cancer. Like yeah. that's my that's my that's my Robin, and yeah. and then also who who has been their point guard? Even Rondo, Rondo was there. Really, they were taking a chance on Rondo, right? But and no, so it wasn't yeah. like he was the established guy for them to you know build their franchise around. Even Alfred Payton, I mean, I love Alfred He's Payton. cool, but he, but he but but he also he's one of those guys where you can build around him because he needs another opportunity. Right. So this is the perfect place for him to be within this offense. And all they want to do is run and shoot anyways. Bull. Alfred doesn't want to shoot. He wants to pass. Well, yeah, but bold prediction. He'll shoot better with his haircut. No, I yeah, agree. I no, I swear to God. I've been saying that shit on this podcast for two years. That was a trash-ass haircut. How the fuck can you see the rim with shit like this right. hanging over your well, goddamn face? But also, it was in the airspace of as you're coming up here. Oh, yeah, he so he was moving in. It, it was oh. always around. There's a great YouTube video out there that guy did about hair when it's too long sticking out that way and, and getting in your way. You can't be a good shooter. Marcus Smart, when he cut his hair, he's not a consistent yeah. law, but he shot better when he cut his hair. Uh, and the, the list was on uh, just... Justice Winslow might be the guy who needs to do it now. Really? But, um, you know, uh, and I've had this talk. I've talked to guys like that who have hair that sticks out that way and it gets in the way. Um, sometimes hair is soft and it just moves. In a way, yeah. that doesn't really like, doesn't, like yeah, hit it like hard. I also but, think like, that's why Kyrie has his little, his new little wraparound yeah. headband because his little fro might get over his eyes. And Absolutely. To... So you need that airspace here to get the ball up and out. And if it hits there, even if it's like soft, it's a distraction. It can cause the ball to go off or not. Yeah. So, um, you know, I get it. I, I want everyone to be who they want to be and yeah. fly their flag. But if... If your hair is getting in the way, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Get and also hair. with Alfred Payton, like again, he was stuck in Orlando. Yeah. Like, like you, like, purgatory. Like you're stuck in Orlando and not have Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'm gonna be better. He was getting triple doubles in Orlando with Vucevic. Yeah. I like Aaron Vucevic, Gordon. but that's not Anthony Davis. Yeah. I like right. Aaron Gordon, but that's not AD. <laughs> right, 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 right. You didn't have Nico with you. You didn't have Randall with you. Who else is in that lineup right now besides Randall and uh, and uh, and Payton? Etwan. Etwan Moore. Okay. Etwan right. Moore, like he yeah. can shoot. I remember he played with the Bulls. He was. Very good the year. I think D Rose was down that year, but yeah, most right. of the year, like he was very good. Yeah, right. Like this is probably the most talent he's played with. Yeah, I yeah. never thought that. Never did I think Eric Payton was a bad point guard. Right. I just thought again, you stuck in Orlando, you look a lot worse than what you probably are because you stuck in Orlando. Yeah, that starting lineup is Nico at the power. Well, actually, they've been switching so AD and Nico at center. Um, uh, I think Nico. AD plays center the first game. Nico plays center the second game. Um, so they've been switching those to Drew Holiday, um, you know, Elfer Payton, and Etwan Moore with Randall off the bench. And um, Miller is playing like 20 minutes yeah. a game. No, I mean, look, look I think uh, finally Jensen Solomon Hill is show. around like 12 minutes, which is yeah. great because I, I like Solomon Hill, but he does not need yeah, to be man, yeah, yeah, I need to be playing a small – he doesn't need to be my starting small forward. Yeah, so I think Gentry right now – I mean, listen, it's really early. Who yeah, knows what's going to happen? Yeah, but yeah. He's a good coach. He deserves a chance to finally show like, – I know he showed a little bit in Phoenix, but now uh, with a better team and the better pieces around – um, you know, again, it's it is early, but like this team might end up scoring so many points because of the AD. Do you think they get to the fifty wins? I got to bet with him that they don't get to fifty wins, and if they do, I have to buy and wear Anthony Davis jersey I think the, the, entire might play, win. the entire playoffs. I think that for one, if they can get to fifty, AD might win MVP. I think he should. If they Depending, get to 50. no, because the Bucks, the Bucks. If Giannis no. gonna play the way that no, Giannis no, playing, no, Giannis isn't Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. Oh no, I, well that's true, but I think that what's really gonna decide is if the Lakers get to the playoffs. Because that's LeBron's MVP then. 
I, 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 I said like, the Lakers will win 53 games. Right. And so if they get to 53 games, right. give LeBron his MVP. Right. And that's saying, that's like, his last kid. MVP. If he gets him like above the seventh seed, yeah, it's his, he's going to win the MVP without question. Okay. Without right. question, LeBron's going to win it because it's like that's that'll be impressive. They squeak in. All right, maybe they don't. Maybe he doesn't get it. But I if think he gets they could be the third seed, seventh, sixth seed. Uh, the Lakers. I think they can. I think that uh, looking at their record from last year, the Cavs didn't fare that badly versus the Western Conference teams. They were really just like getting fucked up against East teams, but LeBron, for the most part, still had a positive record against East teams. Yeah. They played 30 East teams this year. I think if they can squeak out of that with like 20 and 10 as opposed to more like 15 or 16 and 16 or six, 15 and 17, 20 and 10, maybe get about 30 wins in the West, I think they'll be all right. Look at that Jonah Hill. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look, I think they can get the 53 wins. No, bro. You don't think they get? You don't think they sniff it? The, the, the How most, many? Well, actually, most, how, that's a good question. The most. What's the magic go? number in the NBA to make the playoffs? How many wins? Oh, okay, that's a good question. And then that's, uh, when, then that's what I'll tell you about. You know, it's, it's 48, 49. Right? Yeah, I think, I think the, if LeBron can take that Cavs team to 50 wins, I think he can get this 50. team to, to 50 wins. I think the you know what right the ceiling for me is six seed. Uh-huh. And if you want to look up what the what that was last year, you're probably right. It's probably fifty three games, fifty two. So yeah, all right, all right, never mind. I'll take back my, I think it's uh, it's right around there. Yeah. Okay, but one real quick thing before we end it out, just really right. just one real quick thing. I just want to add everybody's one question because you mentioned this a couple times, like not best players, favorite players. Who are Coach Nick's favorite players in the NBA? Right Three, now? five guys. Yes, five guys that that are, that are your favorites. Okay. Uh, you mean like just like that's that you love like, to watch? Yeah, right. You All right. Love well, to watch. We'll, we'll talk about Fred VanVleet is okay. one. Um, oh, geez. You know, you know what caught my eye the other day is on Phoenix. Uh, T.J. Warren. Really? What's interesting? Like wow. he was, he's just all over the place. He's, his energy. He was really playing hard. Like I like when I see guys playing hard who mm-hmm. are also good athletes. Yeah. Like that. That's a nice combination okay. for me. Okay. Uh, again, it's it's tentative. I don't really yeah. know because like, you know he hasn't. It's early. Yeah. Everybody it's knows. Early. Everybody that's watching yeah. this, they will watch it. They, they all know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, the guys who play like with you know they, they're uh, they're always square to the basket. They're always on balance. Right. All those things. That's what I like. Uh, you know, uh, Terry Rozier is one of those guys. Okay. I like. Uh-huh. I just like that story. He came out of you know out of pretty much nowhere. I mean, Louisville is whatever, yeah. but still like. Like took over, played like a starter, mm-hmm. even though you know you mm-hmm. didn't think he was going to do that, and uh, and so he's up there. Uh, you know two, who else? Two more, guys, two more guys. Oh, I got to come up with two more. Um, geez, who else do I like to watch? I almost could do the opposite. Who I don't like to watch? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, give me a team. I almost feel like I got this kind of picture in my mind's eye. Some teams. Chicago um, the Bulls. You're from Chicago. Oh, the Bulls. I, I, Lowry Marketing. I really like watching. I, I think he's Lowry's going to be like a five-time All Star. I think he's got that potential if yeah. he can oh. if he can bulk up and go and and like annihilate people like he did. Uh, who was that? Was that Cantor or or Hernan Gomez last year in, on the Knicks? Like he has to go up with the same conviction as he did when did he dunked on that, yeah. when he dunked Cantor. on Cantor in New York. If yeah. he just goes to the rim with that. They're gonna. Sure. There's nothing you can do with that because yeah. he's just a he's just a big guy and he can he's, he's lights out. I think, and, he, I think he will be a great player for and, the Bulls. And probably the, the the prettiest jump shot of that draft class. And he can put the ball on the ground. They they criticize his like rebounding coming out of uh, college, even though the numbers didn't look that bad to me. And he's he's gonna get eight rebounds a game. Yeah, he's, he, that's he, great. I think he averaged six last year. Six or seven. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get his you know somewhere near there, which is fine. Um, Joe Ingles has to be up there too. Okay. Um, so we got Laurie, Joe Ingles, Terry Rozier, Jazz, uh, uh, Flair Van Vliet, and then you said um, TJ Warren. Yeah, all right. TJ, I hate to put in there. I don't know. But I mean, is there anybody else? That's fine for right, right now, TJ. You know, right. I mean, I mean, this might be the only time TJ gets 
put it in this kind of this conversation. Might, yeah, it might. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not supposed to say TJ Warren. Yeah, like Devin Booker. I want to say if I look at the Suns, but like that's easy. That's like everyone already I knows mean, him. I like to go off off the beaten path yeah. a little bit, but uh, but Joe Ingles for All Star game this year. Keep keep your eye okay. on that. All one. right, I'll, I'll look at that. In terms of my five, real quick. Um, I really like watching Al Farouk Aminu. I don't know what it is. I just like he just, oh, he just random. Like, it, no, 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 <laughs> no, look, no, look, look. Put him on the Baysmore list. Look, look, it's random. It's random, but I like watching him play because like no one else on that team can do anything that he can do. But that, but, but with that being said, that's what part of allows him to just run wild and do random crazy stuff. But isn't what is, he doesn't have any skills on offense? Doesn't I, he? he doesn't, but he plays hard for them. He can shoot. He plays he hard. Shoot. He plays really, really hard for them and does all the things. He he reminds me of more. He reminds me of like a a way less talented version of Lou Alding. Like he just does everything you need him to do. He plays hard, but he's but he's not gonna be the guy because. Yeah. If everybody else around him doesn't command him to do that, yeah, I'm just like watching. He hasn't improved. He hasn't improved on I mean, yeah, but how can you be playing with Damon CJ? All they want to do is chuck the fucking ball up. I don't know. They and and you got Nurkic, who doesn't show up in the playoffs. Right. And yeah. usually they put Al Farouk on the other team's best small four, power four, and have them right. guard him because Nurkic can't guard a goddamn pillow. Uh, there, there are guys in the league that have a two dribble rule for. Like, if you take more than two dribbles, it's like you got to quit. He feels he's got, he's he got a one dribble rule. Yeah. He used to feel that way about Clay. Yeah. He used to feel that way about Clay. But Amin has got a one dribble rule. Like, if he takes more than, <laughs> if he takes any dribbles, forget about it. So uh, that's what's frustrating. Like, he doesn't seem to have improved on that stuff. It's like, <laughs> take one dribble. He should. So, all right, who's next? Um, um, I would probably I'm going to actually go with JJ Barea. I really like JJ Barea. He's one. He just he just always plays hard. He's like my height or probably shorter. So like great, good good for you, bro. Go out there, put up those points. Um, I thought he was the next Nash in the finals in the 2010. Really? And I that's another one. I about two points. I got no, a hot take. It's fine. It's fine. But no, like, he looks good. He looks really good at He's just too small. If he was like five inches taller, he would probably be incredible. Yeah. He would because uh, he because maybe because even at what five nine. He can Five score. Nine, he can yeah. score on most yeah. people. Yeah, he was shooting threes. He was setting up dimes. Yeah. It was like yeah. this is what Nash did, and then he never. I don't know, but whatever. He got hurt, whatever. But anyway, yeah, I hear you. All right. So yeah, and then I'm, I'm gonna say um, I really random. This is random for me because I'm not a huge fan of that team. I'm gonna say uh, Brogdon. I really like watching Brogdon play. Yeah. And I really like watching T.J. McConnell play. T.J. McConnell, and I'm actually gonna say oh, I enjoy McConnell. watching J.J. Redick play, but only when Robert Covington is not on the floor. All right, I gotta write that because Brogdon is is my favorite. I, you know what? I'm gonna have to redo my five. Brogdon, the mayor, the president, love oh, him. Yeah. My guy is number one. McConnell. Number one, first and far and away, Jetty Osman. Oh my god. I fucking love Jetty Osman. Okay. I genuinely love Jetty Osman. I think he's the best playmaker on the team. He again, you say plays hard. Every time I see Jetty, he's playing hard. He looks a lot better this year. He looks, too. He looks amazing. I even saw. I was last year. I tweeted out. I think Jetty Osman be an all star at some point in time in his career. At some point in time. So Jetty Osman. Um, I know he's a guy that's like above the radar, but at the same time, I still think under the radar. Kemba Walker. I yeah. really like, really, really like watching. I I wasn't the biggest Kemba fan, but like now the more <laughs> I watch him, I really like watching Kemba Walker. Walker play. No, um, Midba Walker. No, yeah, I'm cool. Um, on that. I think most fans, if they ever were to write a book about the NBA, would the title would be "I wasn't the biggest Kemba fan." Exactly, <laughs> like, but but, <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. He's fun. He's exciting. But. Kemba again. M- me, I'm 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 short. I've always played point guard when I played basketball. So I always like guards. Trey Young. I really love watching Trey Young play. And then my last two guys, uh, I mean, D, like, look, man, D Rose, man, look, I'm a Chicago guy. I'm watching D Rose since high school. I still love watching D Rose play. I actually think he's more skilled now than when he won MVP. Like, even when I look for him, like, look at him play, I'm like, all right, I can tell that you haven't been hurt these off season and you've been able to like work on things instead of like trying to rehab. 
Um, and for my last guy, it's hard. I really love watching play my last guy. Marcus Smart. All right. Marcus Smart. He just really? plays hard. Yeah. Not like Marcus. Not like Marcus just. Yeah, but like I like fish. it. Yeah, like but I like it. Damn salmon. No, like Marcus. Marcus is a guy where it's like you would love to have Marcus Smart on your team. Yeah, he drives me a little bit crazy too. He but drives me, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that's fine. Like, yeah, you yeah. drive he's me like crazy. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, it's like you yeah. drive me crazy, but when you get on the court, I know you give right. me effort. Absolutely, he's got that Draymond like that that mindset. I like, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I can accept the too. fact that you like. I can accept the fact you might wild out a bit because I know you playing hard. Right, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But all right, everybody. As always, it's your boy TPJ. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Real TPJ. This is Hoops and Brews. Um, make sure you follow us, Instagram, youtubecom Brews. Also, go check us out on MLG Highlights. We are on there every single day of the week. Game of the week previews every day. As always, if you're over 21, drink in moderation. As always, if you are under 21, you better not be fucking drinking unless you live in Canada because I heard y'all can drink at 18. So do your thing if you live in Canada. Somebody got mad at me on Twitter. I was like, all right, my bad. Um, as always, don't drink and drive. Be responsible. Call an Uber or whatever. Don't drink and drive, period. Um, as always, show co-stars Rap Extraordinary. Go ahead and get your plug in. As always, in. man, follow me on Twitter at PavyWord, P-A-V-Y Word, all one word, Pavverse, while you on out now, guys. No basketball opinions on my personal page. My personal page for Pavard music and women. Um, and yeah, yeah. And Coach Nick, gracious enough to come through. Thank you for coming. Sit through. with appreciate us, it. talk with us for two hours. We appreciate my it, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate that very much. Got to share some brews. Um, have some good conversations, some hot takes. Um, Coach Nick, go ahead, get your plug in. Tell people where they can find you at. I'm sure they know who you are, but still. <laughs> I think if you start typing B B A L L, you'll find me. But B Ball Breakdown everywhere. Uh, certainly the YouTube channel is a big thing. Twitter, we're on there uh, live tweeting all the games and doing all these video clips on there. So uh, find me over there. And uh, thank you so much for having me. No, no, thank you. thank you. What are we gonna name this? Should we name this um, Anthony? Uh, I'm not sold on, on. I'm not sold on Anthony Davis or Draymond Green is the greatest defender of all time. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, right, with that yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure the internet will be like, what? Fuck! Oh, no, they won't. Yeah, no, they won't. Kawhi's stats against no, this won't. player was we amazing. We have so many Warriors fans. Actually, yeah, uh, uh, Warriors nice. fans. Yeah, so many Warriors fans, and they all hate me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as they as they should. You're like, disrespectful as fuck I'm to Stephen Curry. You are. You're very. I literally just sat here and said it's gonna be the best year this man career. Okay, yeah. So what? But you disrespecting the other 99.9 percent of the time. Get the fuck out of here. What do you think? What do you think Steph's second best attribute is? Besides shooting. Wait, is best attribute? Besides shooting. Oh. Um, defense? Really? <laughs> See? I did a so video. No, it's not. Disrespecting him. It's not, but I did a video a few years ago where I, that, the title was Steph, Why Steph Curry is an elite defender. Yeah, I remember watching and it. I, and I, you know, I needed to move a needle, right? That's what I was yeah. doing. But um, he's, a, he's a good defender. But nonetheless, um, I mean, he his passing used to be a really big attribute. He used to be able to throw that lefty hook pass dime uh, to the corner across the court. He doesn't think doesn't, Steph is that good of a passer. I think he's good. Anymore. He puts him on the same level with Kobe. I think, no, he's, he's better as a passer than Kobe, more willing passer than Kobe, but I just feel like he's gotten so efficient now that it's like he just gets his, what, six and a half yeah. times a game. Yeah. It's not as, what you know, yeah. the way their offense runs, he's, he doesn't always have the ball in his hand to dominate like, like a Chris Paul would mm -hmm. get all those assists. So, uh, but, you know, the shooting is such a, an incredible so me, thing. I think it's hard to pick. I think it's Oh, I like that. He does. He gets in there. He gets in there rebounds. For sure. For sure. Yeah, but all right. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. We'll holler at you guys next week.